Well, there goes the day. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome. What, what's the matter? You're very loud. I'm very loud today. I'm, I'm a, a loud person, so I'm being very loud. You're not. You're not on camera. You, they can't see you. Good. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I'm Dave Lefkowitz, and this is you my. You need a jacket. No, no, I'm great. I'm go what's the matter? Go get a jacket. I'm here. Want... The spider, the spider's still up there. Oh wow! I can. He's not really showing up on no, the on the feed. Don't annoy spider. As I don't know if you can see him, but this is our friendly pet spider. He's kind of <clears throat> kind of small, except with incredibly long. See, would be great. Thank you very much. Um, with these incredibly long legs, and so, and I'm I'm me with my incredibly short legs. But I'm Dave Lefkowitz. And this is the 863rd edition, get that, stay down, get down, stay down, of Dave's Gone By. We are here, and this is live. This is the weekend post-Labor Day weekend. It's September 10th, 2022. And we do this, and have been doing this, um, well, for almost 20 years, and for many, many years, Saturday mornings from 9 until noonish or thereabouts. So... Um, it's a mix of humor and talk and music, and we're doing it, obviously, outside today, right? Because it's absolutely gorgeous weather right now. It'll warm up a bit as the show goes on over the next two and a half, three hours. You're going to start to seem like schwitz and be like, ugh, and I'll wilt. But right now, it, it feels about 66 degrees out, and we're in, oh, this is where I live now, we're, we're in beautiful Maryland, have this canopied porch, which is probably why I'm not getting a lot of enough light on my face, and also I've got the side lighting. But oh my gosh, this is this is kind of our next door neighbor's tree-ish area house. So without breaking any rules in terms of um, per privacy, you can kind of see what what we look out into on that side of the on that side of our neighborhood. Pretty neat, huh? So I don't mean to boast. I'm just saying this is this is my brand new life that I'm trying to get used to. And then I talked about last week, about, you know, what is someone like me living in a place like this? But I am, right? And have been for a month now. And God, I'm a hairy beast. <laughs> my wife is right. Look at that. Good Lord, I'm a bear now. Anyway, um, I almost wish I could have done this an hour or two ago because there was a buggy in the yard and a cardinal flying by. It's just, it's a pretty, it's been a pretty neat time all in all. But that's not why you're here. You're here to hear me talk and goof on things. You're here for our Colorado Limerick of the Damned. And no, I'm not in Colorado, but we lived in Colorado for a bunch of years. I took it into my head to write terrible poems about as many places in Colorado as I possibly could. And I did. And, and you know, have kept doing them and have more than 200 of them now. And every week, I go and share with you a disgusting, horrible, evil, rude limerick about Colorado. And we call those the Colorado Limericks of the Damned. And today, where are we going today? I'm going to put my finger on the globe, and it's going to hit a place, a real place, called Swink. There is a Swink, Colorado. So I think I'll do a poem about Swink. And I think we know it also rhymes with that word. You don't want to know. Anyway, we will also have our um, weekly, I'll say that, Greeley Crimes and Old Times, 
This is because, again, we lived in Colorado. There's a newspaper out there called the Grilly Tribune. And in the Tribune, every week, even though this is a real newspaper, serious journalism, telling news of Colorado, they have a sense of humor there. And they do two columns every week. One is called Cop Log. And these are phone calls that come into the police department up in northern Colorado of people who are seeing really weird things going on in their neighborhood. And sometimes the calls are weirder than what's going on in there. Anyway, we're not talking about the heavy, terrible murder, um, you know, knifing, stabbing, rape, disorderly conduct stuff. Well, sometimes disorderly conduct. But these are the odd things. These are things like, oh, I noticed a horse pooping over a fence. Can you please send a cop? And legitimately, that's what got me started about five or six years ago on this segment because I mix those up with items that were in the Northern Colorado newspaper 100 years ago, back in 1922. Our friend at the, uh, at the Grilly Tribune, Mike Peters, goes through the papers from all those years ago, plucks out the goofiest, most nostalgic, and most interesting ones, puts them in the paper, he shares them with the world, I share them with you. Thank you very much. Oh, look at this. It's not just tea. It's tea in a special plastic container. Yeah. Look at this. I it's like it. opening a gift of tea. It's a tea gift. Mm, let me inhale. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, not going to burn. Mm. Ah, the best part of tea is scalding your face. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a nice. And she makes it so well, too. She puts a lot of sugar in there. Mm. Oh, lovely. Thank you there. Thank you very much. Anyway. So, we'll be doing those two items on Dave's Gone By, and then two more very important things. One of which, I'll put this over here, <clears throat> is that we have a guest. First time in about a month or so, because we took a week or two off when we were moving and all of this, but we have a guest today. Um, and our guest in the neighborhood is a vet, I mean, when you put the word veteran, this is veteran, longtime actor and director and acting and directing teacher named Roger Hendricks Simon. Roger Hendricks Simon has been, I mean, if, if you ever read backstage, you saw ads for his school, the Simon School, plus he's got IMDb credits, and he's got a ton of theater credits from all over the country, and, and London too, just everywhere from BAM to Lincoln Center to La Mama, to the downtown stuff, to something that he will be appearing in, in just, a, when, when is that happening? I mean, let me get the info, the creds on him for you, on Roger Hendrick Simon. It's a show called, he's in a white play called Sex and Real Estate at the Chain Theater right in Midtown Manhattan. I didn't take the dates down, so he's going to have to tell you those. But it's, it's Sex and Real Estate, and you can go see Roger Hendrick Simon live. Uh, appearing and, and he was in the. Thank you. He was in the sequel to Wall Street that Oliver Stone directed. Do I look? Do I look lovely, dear? You look handsome. I did there. I looked on the Facebook inside, and I I just I can't do both because brand I, new yeah. twelve dollar shirt. From great. was it was it Loft? Was it no? We didn't get that. Where did no, we get this? Call from uh, Marshalls. Marshalls, huh? We should huh? have gone in Home Goods, but we didn't. Spiffy. So I don't know why I'm doing breast pumping with, with Spiffy, but yes. Yeah, you look lovely. Oh, thank you. Well, I think you there. It's very festive. But Roger Hendrick Simon, he'll be talking about this play he's in. He's also in a movie, apparently a very funny movie, uh, that you can watch. I'm not sure where you can watch it, but um, he'll tell us YouTube? about it. Hmm? YouTube? 
It's not on YouTube. I checked. I was looking for it. You can see the trailer Ooh. on YouTube, and the, the movie is called Maybe <clears throat> Love in Kilnary. Maybe Vimeo? I, I, I tried to find it. He'll, he'll say if it's available to watch. Maybe it's like pay-per-view kind of stuff. Yeah. They shot it a couple of years ago, but it's first making the rounds now. Oh, called wow. It was probably just before the pandemic, I'll bet. Mm-hmm. They shot it. Anyway, so, what else do I need to tell? Oh, so Roger is going to be also, not only will Roger be talking to the great, the one, the only, the Jewish Rabbi Saul Solomon, but he will take part in our weekly Today, Yesterday Trivia Quiz, which will feature our beloved Leslie Hoban Blake, who is a theater critic and co-star of Two on the Isle, and David Sheward, who is also a theater critic and writes for TheaterLife.com, CulturalDaily.com, and has his own blog, The David Desk. So we've got a wonderful, typical, jam-packed program for you on this episode of Dave's Gone By, featuring me and my darling and adorable wife, Joyce, who's freaking out about the spider. I don't want the spider to get my tea. The spider's not going to get your tea. Spiders love tea. Spiders can get their own tea. You know how they order it? Uh, On the web. Oh, that's funny. That's right. You get that? You get that? Tell them you've been listening to the puns. Spider bites me and kills me. You know what you would be? Black Widow. (laughs) Punny world. Yeah, yeah. Punny world. I'm trying to... to, No, I can't think of anything with arachnid. Mm-mm. Arachnid. That's a hard one. So, like, when... Nid, 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 nid. When they cut off Saddam Hussein's testicles, was that an arachnid? Could be. Could be. It could be. Anyway. Good one. What happened this week? What do we want to talk about, my dear? <clears throat> I'm still sleepy. I don't know. I know. I'm tired, too. It's a long week. It's our second week teaching. So, there's all of that. And, and you know, it's funny. I was more tired coming through this week, even though it was a short week. I didn't have to teach That's on Monday. Hard. It was a late Monday weekend. I think it's always harder when you yeah. have a vacation because you're in vacation mode and you're like, it, it's hard to. It's hard when you're coming off a, a day off. Yeah, Tuesday night in. I was like, no, I don't know. I don't get up 5, 3, 6 in the morning, go drive, do people. Young people. That's, uh, that's exactly how you said it. Yeah, and, and literally while I'm in class, I'm looking at my students and saying, young people. Yeah, I'm like monk. He's like, eh, don't, oh, don't, you monk don't touch. Yeah, yeah, you are, you do your homework? I don't, okay, cool, you did your homework. You didn't do your I don't give a shit. Just, just, just be there for, for an hour, and then we'll go away from each other. Bye. I've got to do that three times on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Ah, ack. And it wasn't so bad the first week because you have that, that adrenaline, that excitement, you're afraid. I think it's novelty and then you're like, wait, this is, who said to me, somebody said, oh, we have to do this for like 16 more weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And already in the second week, it's kicking my ass. Already in the second week, I'm thinking, I think it's like, every, vacation. it's like everything. You got to get used to it. You yeah. know, get used to the, um, the pattern. You I know? have to prove myself again. I'm going to be observed in a week or two. You get used to it. Yeah. It's just to make sure that you're teaching, you know. Well, I'm, I'm going to assign like a 49-minute writing assignment. And I'm just going to talk funny, to them yeah. for a minute. And just yeah, like, I'd be like, and now, go and, into your group. Yeah. If you need any help, you know, I'm here. I can't necessarily help you. I would you, make but, part yeah. of that class group work, and then oh, you could go around. Oh, hell and... yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm sure she would say, as, as we would talk about this, and make at least some part of the class writing. Um, you have to, or else, even in, in less than an hour, yeah. they're gone. They're zombies. But you know, in all good in all good faith, I am too. I, my patience 
because of social media and just life, I I think my patients have, have were short and have gotten shorter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You think I'm... Like, I, mine too, also. I just, yeah. Even though I can go on here for three hours and I expect everybody no, you know to pay why? attention every because second. That's because you're in complete control. Yes. And it's yes. different. So when you're in control of something... Oh, I thought I saw the deer. Oh. No, no, it's not. It's just, oh, if you see the deer. Yeah, no, I just see it. There's something there that looks like its leg, but it's like must be a piece of... It's a, oh. it's a, it's a perimeter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we saw deer. Oh, the deer did not come into our yard last night. It was in the, the next door neighbor's yard. There was only one we were though. Waving at him. Yeah. Usually her. we get the, we get the oofty deer. Yeah. We got bunnies last night, but the deer stayed on that side of the fence, and I was so disappointed. I wanted to say hello or hi, deer. Yeah, <coughs> get no, it? but but oofty oofty deer usually stands. So a lot of the deer will eat the grass or the bushes, but oofty deer climbs up a rock wall that we have and kind of moseys through it and kind of gets lost and everyone leaves and leaves Ufti deer behind. Yeah. It's sad. If you haven't watched this program, you don't know that Ufti was our beloved uh, late dachshund. Mm. Whom, we had two dachshunds. One of them was very, very smart. The other was Ufti. <laughs> <laughs> Although but Ufti was a big of an athlete. He was an athlete. He was super he healthy. Probably, but the, the brightest it, dog not. It's what made him live to 18 because 24-7 yeah. he was exercising. I mean, he was like Jack oh. Lane for dachshunds. Loved him. Loved yeah. him. But whenever we see, you know, there's deer, and they're beautiful, and they're graceful, and they're mm. grazing. But there's one Maybe deer. Maybe Murray deer. That's a Murray deer. It was clomping along. Yeah. and, and But the other one was he clomping along. He trips into like, the bushes. Mm. Yeah, he's, you know, he's... Hi. Yeah, Hi. <laughs> um, I hope they go hunters. And I was like... <laughs> I know. Poor, poor deer. <laughs> Gotta love him, though. Gotta love him. So, anyway... So that's been sort of the week of coming back. You know, you get that day off, you go shopping, you, you relax and mellow out. All the time in the world yeah. to do lesson planning and, and PowerPoints. Yeah. No papers to grade yet last, you know. And uh, now it's like, oh, I got papers to grade. Mm -hmm. I've got to plan for three separate lessons next week. Mm -hmm. Get them ready on PowerPoint. And I have a day, you know, two days, day and a half. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like... Yeah. 14 more weeks. It's just getting 14. in the practice of it like anything, you know, it's like when you start anything new, it's like how do you integrate it and, and routinize it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I'll, I'll manage. It's just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, week after week. And then, and then you go through that. You probably don't get this because of the subjects that you teach because you have a very particular, A, either people are interested or it's a beginning thing and you have sort of this swagger of your you're coming in to teach them a particular mm -hmm. subject. Practice, yeah. I teach English, and I'm getting people who I'm lucky if they can really do a, a compound sentence. Yeah. And they're expected to know how to do compound sentences by now. I know. So you gotta. I think you have to have realistic goals. Like part of what you do is you assess the group, and then you make the. But let's talk about your week. I mean, yeah, people want to hear about yeah. some. Yeah, let's start getting negative on, on yeah. like having to teach and, and just realizing that I'm not really contributing anything you are you it's are. like you make them do the writing and that's great and it's no, the same are, writing they're doing are. now that they will I be in december so. uh, i don't think so learning takes time it'll be better organized but the, the sentences will still be all over the place learning takes time i know i know well yeah well they've had 12 years <laughs> they mm -hmm. have sigh anywho all right yeah moving on to other things what shall we um what shall we talk about we got um <laughs> we oh. bought just Yesterday, I think. Yeah. So, you know, Joyce is like, let's go to Lace Boy. We'll get all these beautiful things and Amish this and that. And I'm like, Goodwill. 
stuff on the street. Bum vomiting into oh. a container. Maybe that container could be useful to us. No. We, we have very different things. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to like get something nice but cheap. And she's like, cheap is dear, cheap is dear. But we we compromise. So we go with a, a local Goodwill that's got really good reviews. It's not a Goodwill. It was a Goodwill. We went to Goodwill yesterday. But we went before you got your desk at the at a consignment. Oh, no, no. That that we got. That was yeah, you. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that was, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, we have to figure out how to get it here. Yeah, we but, own it, yeah. But for other stuff, we were looking, you know, for lamps and sundries and things around the house. So we, we pop into the Goodwill, and we find you, know, you find wonderful things. And we found a desk lamp, this nice gray, because everything in the house that we bought is either white or gray. That's just how they left it. Um, so we get this gray, and it's still in the wrapper, right? No, we're not talking about an expensive lamp. We're talking about like a $15 Target lamp, but it's less than half price. It's wrapped up in it's, it's, it's perfect condition. Yeah. I'm carrying over. I'm taking the wrapper off. I'm, I'm untying the, the cord. And I, I, this rolled up piece of paper, <laughs> like, like, like a treasure map, falls out <laughs> from the bottom of the lamp. I'm like, what the hell That's is scary. that? That's scary. Do, are there really, you know. You thought it was a pirate treasure, remember? Or I'm like, that's a lot of instructions for a lamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of... Put a bulb. A, a lamp should be, uh, yes, screw bulb in clockwise mm -hmm. to remove counterclockwise. Don't force. Plug in, turn, plug in not plug in. I guess you can write a bunch of instructions for a lamp. Mm -hmm. But what fell out was not that. What fell out, I wonder if I kept it here to actually read from it. I don't think I, I popped it in here. But um, it was... Literally saying geomagnetic coding or something. this item, yeah, <laughs> this item might interfere yes, with radio wave frequencies from airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's a desk lamp. I'll tell them why. Well, I, 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 but, but okay, I'm telling. It's it's this lovely so what, little plastic. What your first thought was that yeah. maybe somebody put the wrong instructions, you know, with yeah. it. Yeah, I thought maybe. Oh, this must have come from got mixed up. like a CB radio kit. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, some kind of smart TV. What the hell? Because it's just like 10 different things to warn you. It's like, if you notice that this is diverting frequencies from some control tower, please turn this off. I mean, I mean, I mean it's a lamp. It's a lamp. Mm -hmm. And then you reminded me what's kind of cool about the lamp and how recent cool. it is, is that it has a thing on the side where you can, if the lamp is plugged in, you can use it as a charger. You can actually charge a device, mm -hmm. plug it into this little desk lamp, Isn't it crazy? and charge your phone, yeah. right? Or charge whatever else, an MP3 yeah, player, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, and, and it's like, and then we looked at each other and said, oh my God, I guess because you can plug a telephone in there or a computer mm -hmm. and charge it up. And now this lamp could be conveying secrets to the Russians. I think so. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, the, the bulb, the bulb is flickering. It's an SOS message from from Maryland. We must go. We call Chinese. We all come. Isn't that funny? I, yeah. But you, you don't you don't expect that kind of serious Every, warning. Well, everything in our house talks to us. So why shouldn't the lamp be different? Oh, that is. Uh, you know, the house is lovely. The house is wonderful. But it keeps reminding us mm -hmm. that we're in something that needs to be maintained. Right. So what happened this? So this week, um, the toilet got stopped up. Or maybe no, that was, was last week. That was last week. That was last. And we, we like, go through all these permutations, but we don't have to call a plumber because Royce figures out that if you pour like 
salt and goo. No hot, no hot, hot, soapy water. Hot, soapy water. And you plunge it hard. Yeah. And, and we had the snake thing, so we put the snake thing in. No, I, we, no, we had the bee. You did the beehive last time. You talked about the beehive plunger. Oh, the, oh, the yes, corky, the yes, corky oh, the plunger. Corky, yes. And I, I did talk about it last week. And, and I also I forgot to mention I put my fist all the way through the, the toilet to get through the the poo blockage. Um, <laughs> I wish you could see Joyce's face right now. <laughs> Swallow, dear. That's what I, I said had, last I night. Had a mouth of um, Please don't do that. To me. <laughs> You're trying to kill me. And then, uh, so that was that. That was it. And, and then um, the shade broke oh, last yeah. week when we were doing the show. We pulled the shade up to get light in the room that we were doing this, and then it just the shade snapped back up and fell off the wall, and now suddenly the hole was too big. That that, so Joyce figures, you know, would go to Home Depot. Well, I looked it up, and, I, you know, they're like, oh, you could glue in a toothpick, and I'm like, come on now. So then I, I kept Googling, and they said, you just get a screw that, if it's like one and a quarter inch, do a little bit, a larger screw, so it grips the plaster. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have plastered over again. Yeah. So. Otherwise, I would call the repair person, and it would cost a yeah. hundred bucks to, to fix a, a shade that popped out yeah. of the wall. Same time, um, we're trying to bring in some furniture, uh, you know, little, little pieces and, and Joyce is carrying because, you know, I don't, I don't carry, she's the workhorse, and, but I'm opening the door for her. I open the door too wide and then it breaks off the, the little, what do they call spring door? The, uh, the, uh, the hydraulic the, closure thing. Yeah. The hydraulic closure thing. And what thingy. about also our fridge? Yeah. And, 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 and all of this in a week are, and, and remember, this is a home that is beautifully cared for that was redone almost top to bottom yeah. much less than a decade ago yeah. brand new apply brand new everything yeah. meanwhile mm, mm. so our fridge it talks to us talks to us. it makes little little boopy noises sometimes yeah. and it tells us oh your water filter is it's time to replace yeah. it gives us like a red message yeah, in digital code yeah. on the front of the yeah. refrigerator I was like, time to replace her water filter. Now, 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 replace her water. So I said, like, okay, fine, fine. I go looking on um, Amazon and eBay and stuff like that. And I find a perfectly good generic water filter. You know, I mean, literally, you can't even find a Samsung water filter at half the places that sell these. You know, your Walmart won't carry an Am a, a, a Samsung water filter. These are exactly the same size, exactly the same thing. So after much consternation and twisting and turning because these things expand and get stuck, we pull out the old water filter and we pop the new one back in. And we still have the message. Mm. Eh, eh, it, change no, water it, it, filter. It doesn't make that sound. It doesn't make, no, I make that sound. I look at that message, I, I see the red and go, eh, 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 change water filter. <laughs> and we press all the buttons and we reset and we're like, oh, we have to read the manual. We have a lot of manuals. So now we're buying a, we're waiting for, uh, for a week now, an actual Samsung water filter to see if that really does make the, because they do that. They tell you in instruction manuals yeah. for the things that you buy from the companies that you buy them for. We didn't buy the fridge. It came mm -hmm. with the house. But um, when they say, you must use mm -hmm. a Samsung brand this mm -hmm. for the best results. You know, if, if you're using a T-Mobile there, then you must have a T-Mobile. And it usually it's bullshit. It's not actually true. They just are want you to buy their product and keep buying well, we'll their see. product. We'll tell people next week if it works. Right? Like if you buy a Xerox machine, it will probably tell you in the thing, you know, please use Xerox paper. Use Xerox paper for the best quality results because if you use Hammer Mill, 
so look, other than that you look how that one leaf is red it looks like a bird you see yeah i was looking at that, that, that over there bird, yeah. no i i yesterday i went out literally to look at the it birdhouse that's very interesting yeah. it's mimicking nature it's it's a just leaves haven't really turned yet here for mm -hmm. the most part but we got one red leaf over there mm -hmm. got a couple of things starting to happen here mm -hmm. kind of cool kind of cool on this beautiful a lot of pink the pink ones are coming up see we have a line of pink going up the back my pink flowers in the back mm -hmm. um and those, those are sort of pinkly purpley Oh, that's the butterfly flowers. I forget the name, but they yeah. attract little butterflies and such. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had, um, we're, we're deciding on which landscaper to go with. Because we realized, mm -hmm. like a day, we thought, oh, you know, have this beautiful, long part of the joy of living in countryish suburbia is we'll go out, we'll tend the flowers, mm -hmm. we'll prune, we'll cut, we'll clip, we'll this, we'll that. And then we look and we're like, a, no, no, no you think, just get I someone to just, deal with this. Well, I think you need an expert to guide you, so yeah. well. Oh, yeah, mm. uh, for, for a long, long time. Yeah. But it's a nice view. Mm -hmm. It really is. You can't say, I mean, I showed it to you last time on the thing. I'm not going to turn the computer around. Well, one of the neighbors who is a master gardener, he said, like, in Colorado, CSU is the ag school, like agricultural extension school. Yeah. There's an ag extension school here in Maryland, so they, they might be oh, on they must. too. Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know the name of, he he discussed it, but I don't I don't know it yet. But, oh, look at the leaves. The leaves the, 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 yeah, the wind is shaking the leaves a little bit. But it's, it's amazing how some things are so much easier here and some things are so much mm -hmm. more difficult. It's like you're 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 just trying to get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, it's because there are twenty thousand like students. So, and also maybe the like you could go into good good cuts or like a quick oh, well, cut. Yeah. But I want to go to someone who can cut my hair nice. So I'm waiting for. I have volunteered. Mm -hmm. I have a bowl I can put on your head. Thank you. I can clip all around it. We have garden shears that I bought. Um, I have to like present myself. I can't. What? I I need to look at least human. I'm I'm just saying I offered. I offered. Thank you, honey. But trying to find a gardener, man, it's, yeah. it's, you'd be surprised. It's, I just think, like, we need to get patience. Oh, well, good luck on that, dear. <laughs> good luck. I'm patient with some things and not others. You're too. I'm patient like when I sit in the doctor's office. Aww. Then I become, you know, quite patient. You were doing a good round of punning with the neighbor. You and the neighbor had a good yes. Punch. You guys had a little pun fest. Yeah, we went. You know, we slowly. We've been here a month. We're finally meeting some of yeah, our neighbors, yeah. and they're all great. They're actually, what have you been doing? Wonderful. Like fun. You did like a round of punning. Don't say his name, but he has no, a name no. that, like, sometimes like, let's say like you're a, a um, you you're an iron worker, and your last name is Hammer, right? You know, or. Let's say that you know, iron ore. Yeah, but you know, get it? Like, so you have yeah, yeah. you have a name like, let's say that. Well, steal yourself. You're a nurse, and your last name is like help, uh, help, or health, health, yeah, yeah, yeah health, or be, you yeah. know, or or um, or sickness or something, you know, like. So his name also represented his profession. You had a fun time going around. Oh, we had a great time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I have the opportunity to, to take a regular conversation and joke it up, you do. I'm going to do that. And then when I'm getting a little tired and, and like want to move on, I'll make the jokes dirtier and dirtier. And that then be like, hey. That, that didn't seem to impact the conversation. No, it did not at all. He was up for it. Yeah, I think so, he would, yeah. 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 What else? What else can we talk about? We have a guest coming, by the way, uh, in about 15 more minutes, knock wood. So what else? Um, eh, we could talk about. Did we talk about the, the feeder last week? I don't think we did. No. Oh, that was, yeah, that was. That was horrifying. That was. Uh, so. I'm going to go post it. Well, no, I don't, I'm going to stay. Um, I don't want to post a picture of anything. 
Oh, yeah, well, no, your computer isn't out here. So, um, but we have right by the house, and one of the things that we're really looking forward to is um, because a few years ago, when Joyce was an invited speaker at a place near Estes Park, they had, we went to this was, kind of campsite area. It was, it was area. Pingree, honey, Pingree, Pingree Park. Yeah, yeah, Pingree Park. I don't, is it near Estes? Oh, I, um, Foot of the Rockies, kind of that mm -hmm. area-ish. Colorado, um, well, Rocky Mountain National Park, not so much. It was Estes. a yeah. CSU mountain campus when yeah. I gave the talk, yeah. And they put us up in these like lovely little little bungalowish colony thing, with like free meals and, all, and and lush nature trails and campgrounds. And one of the great things is right near where we were, right near where we'd have our meals, there would be um, a line mm -hmm. of hummingbird feeders on a street, you know, just popped up there at a certain time of day and they were like don't don't touch them because it was some experiment to see oh it was it was yeah, more than just being yeah. but it was beautiful you would just see these buzzy and all day long actually these buzzy little little hummingbirds I and mean, you know the way they move like so one of the most exciting things was when we we got this house they had right here you, maybe we should also do it tomorrow we'll clean it up yeah. and do it tomorrow yeah. it's pretty clean i got all all the stuff out of it but here there's something in there, though, on the bottom. See right yeah, there? good luck hanging out. It's, it's probably schmutz. Yeah. No, it's, it's dead end schmutz. Okay. okay. So, uh, I think I, I don't remember if I talked about this last I week. I don't recall. So, we come here, and... It looks way out of proportion. That's right. Like, it's like it's for, gar, uh, for um, gargantuan hummingbirds. <laughs> you are getting very hummy. Very hummy. So, um, when we get here, it's filled... With with sweet water, sugar water, and first day or two, we see birds. We see little hummingbirds zipping at it. Also, bumblebees chasing them away. Um, and then Darwinian. We refill it, and we, we we take all our time to try and get the mixture right. Because first, we don't put in enough sugar. Then we put in the sugar, but it doesn't really stir. Because of it. and then we we do it just right. Where I have to we find melt where the, the picture is. Your yeah. Bonnie told me to put some hot water, and you did too yeah. to melt the sugar. Melt the sugar, and then you make sugar water. We hung it up, and and not so much, but a, the occasional hummingbird would come back, and and enjoy and dine on the bird feeder. Yeah. And then for a couple of days, I'm not seeing any birds, mm -hmm. but I'm noticing, or, or you also noticed yeah. that the the water level yeah. in the hummingbird feeder is going like. You rather walk, quickly yeah. for the few birds that we get. Yeah. So I walk over, or you know, no, you called me over. Yeah. And no, a David. Was, Dave. You know, that's, huh? a, that's the scary David when yeah. I need help. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, because mm. what else is wrong? What else is, is, is I'm going to have to deal with now? So I look over, and it's this. I'd like, it, a, like, a, like a cha cha line. Monster parade of ants mm. that is going from. Our awning, along the pipes of the awning, all the way down here, all the way across the, the hook hangy thing, into, around, mm -hmm. down. I mean, literally the hundreds mm -hmm. of ants. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'm just grabbing the, the hose. Yeah. And, like, and the more I would spray, you know, I'd let it be, okay, I got them all off. And then just more, more ants, more ants. Uh -huh. So finally, I just pull the thing down. I open it up. At the bottom of this thing is just like a monster pile of drowned dead ants. Or as the Pink Panther oh, would sing, dead ants. Remember the show ants. like Bees and Honey Drowned? This is yeah, like, like in ants in, in sugar, sugar water, water drowned. Mm -hmm. 
And then we're like, you know, I'm, I, eh, I just leave it on the lawn. I'm like, I don't even want to fucking deal with this thing. I let it be. Uh, oh, no, we like, had it know. up here. So and then yeah. the squirrel was trying to get at it. So I yelled <laughs> at the squirrel. He moved. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. So we may try. We may try. Yeah, I think we should. Clean this up. Filling it, and, and just keeping a better eye on it. Yes. Because, you know, now granted, back where we were living, there was an ant problem in the house, in the kitchen. It was, it was mm-hmm. annoying as hell. And so much we even had it in the upstairs. It just ants find their way in. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, at least this way, maybe, maybe, maybe it's pipe pipering. Maybe it's keeping the ants away from our house into this. It's a, it's a siren call. It is. I hope it is. Death, to their ant of death. Yeah. To their ant domain. So, yeah, you see those little, little, little ant eggs there. Dead ones. And nothing left in there at all. Anyway. The trials and tribulation of of new home ownership, uh, but it's been good. Yeah. It's been pretty good overall. You know, John, you're sitting in the chairs you got, which are lovely. Yeah, huh? Huh? That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. We got we finally got patio chairs because mm-hmm. one of the things that sold us I thought this was the main thing, mm-hmm. but one of the things that sold us on the house was um, when and I told I, I'm sure I said this last week when the real estate agent and Joyce first came here, first thing they did, even before really going through the house, was come out on the porch, plunk down on the patio set that the previous owners had had, look out at the garden, and this was in like late July, you know, mid to late July when this was, so it was the perfect, like beautiful early summer, midsummer, before the autumn stuff and things start to die. And it was cool because you had the awning, it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous day, and just the lawn was in, uh, perfectly trimmed. I'm gonna pull the door a little bit. The so plants were in full flower. Yeah, yeah, do that. And and it was like, hmm, you know, I, I saw Joyce and I saw the real estate agent, and I didn't even have to sit down. I'm like, this is probably going to be the place. This is the one. They're just, you know, sitting back in those chairs, looking out on the vista, and going, if the house is anything like this. We're getting it. Right? And then um, the folks who own the house, very, very nice people, but they took their patio furniture. Uh, I wanted to make a deal with them, on, but that wasn't going to happen. So they took all their furniture, and we've been living here a month until finally we got ourselves some actual patio chairs of our own. Ah! Which, you know, I'm sure you're sitting there going, Schmuck, why didn't you, if you wanted to sit down on the patio, why don't you just go the first couple of days? Get yourself a, a chair, but it doesn't work like that. You know, when you have a limited budget and like a whole upstairs and downstairs to fill, and you have virtually no furniture, you're kind of just doing things bit by bit by bit. So first we had to get a bed, kind of kind of a little more important than these fellas, and then we had to get this and I get that, and then when you find this, and we don't want to spend too much for that. But then we finally grabbed these, and I think we got them from Overstock, and so far. So far, cannot complain one bit. I don't know how many seasons they'll last, but uh, they're, they're looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. Anyway, um, more to tell you about, more to talk about. But let me remind you that you're watching Dave's Gone By with me, Dave Lefkowitz. We do it every Saturday from 9 until noonish or thereabouts. Uh, the program has been on since October of 2002. If you want to watch episodes... Or, or listen to them, because we were a radio show for 15 years. If you want to hear those older episodes, 
or watch the last five, six years of newer ones, all you got to do is go to davesgoneby.com, D-A-V-E-S-G-O-N-E-B-Y, davesgoneby.com, and it's free. If you get up like a, a three-hour, four-hour episode from a few years ago, and you're, you, you want to see who the guest is, or you want to listen to a particular segment, of course, you load it up on your player. You can either download it or, or stream it on your computer. And uh, I want to skip the first hour. You can. It's all there for you. We even have a separate archive just of the guests who've appeared on the program, the skits and the sketches. It's, it's, it's all there. Just There's a search bar. You can also go chronologically. Davesgoneby.com. We also put our archives up at archive.org, archive.org, a not-for-profit website. We also have our audio archives only up at castbox.fm, castbox.fm. So that even, even the newer episodes, which are video shows, just the audio is up at castbox.fm. So let's say you're on the go, you're at the gym, you're shopping, you're in the car, and you can't literally watch this face for three hours, you can hear me castbox.fm for podcast of this show. And uh, and we have a YouTube channel. And, of course, you can watch the last few years of our Facebook episodes at facebook.com. Right where you're watching now. Just, you know, it automatically saves every episode, which is wonderful. And you can just scroll down and scroll down and keep watching, which I hope you will. Okay, so, as a reminder, got some bunch of things to do on the program. We have our Colorado Limerick of the Damned coming up, where we will be going to, uh, oh, well, Swink, Swink, Colorado. We'll have Greeley Crimes and Old Times, and we will also have our Today, Yesterday Trivia Quiz, where we will be asking insane, pointless trivia questions of things that happened on September 10th in history. But before we go through all that, before we get through all that fun, ooh, you have a fun Come out the door, you have, I think, a, an ant on your back. So let me go get that. We were talking about ants, and there's literally an ant. Or, no, it's, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's just schmutz. It's, it's just a piece of carpet schmutz. <laughs> now, what were you doing rolling on the carpet? But Joyce is going to help me now because we have a guest about to come in, and um, someone who needs to interview this guest. Now, oh. if you've been listening since our very, very first episode, you know that... Rabbi Saul Solomon, founder and spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York, in, he's been with us from the very first. He does rabbinical reflections, he sort of does our benedictions, and for quite a few years he's been our main interviewer on the program. So, it's been a few weeks, he might be a little rusty, and he's getting ready for the Jewish holidays, but he is with us today, September 10th, to talk to Roger Hendricks Simon and do that interview. And so, without further ado or ado, I'm going to play some of the rabbi's um, intro music while he gets ready to welcome into the neighborhood uh, Roger Hendricks Simon. Let me just find the music on my iTunes here. La la la. They don't even call it iTunes anymore. Um, it would be Claz. Yeah, I think you'll like this. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up in just a moment, Rabbi Saul and Roger Hendricks Simon. Oh yeah. Oh, he loves this music, he does.
Shalom, my friends. Shalom, my enemies. This is your old pal, Rabbi Saul Solomon, founder and spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. And I'm thrilled and delighted and excited to be welcoming a veteran actor, director, and educator to the neighborhood today. He, let me give you just some of the places that this man has done acting and or directing. He worked at the Williamstown Festival, the L.A. Theater Center, Brooklyn Academy of Music, the Royal Court Theater in London, La Mama Downtown, Roundabout Midtown. He also is one of the founding members of Yale Repertory. Plus, he founded his own acting, teaching studio called the Simon Studio. But here's the deal. You can see him right now. You're looking at his poem. But you can also see him in person in the flesh, appearing with the Chain Theater Company in a show called, it's, a, it's two one-act plays, and he's in one of them. It's called Love, Sex, and Real Estate. Honestly, I think those are kind of out of order in terms of fun, but that's on West 36th Street. Won't you please welcome, and I will ask him to unmute his microphone. Won't you please welcome to the neighborhood, Roger Hendricks, Simon Shalom. Roger, how you doing? Shalom, Rabbi. Shalom. The one yeah. that, listen to the depth, the resonance of that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for that. You should be my agent, Rabbi. I tell I'm you. Sure. you should be my agent. I'm not getting any work. But, but let me ask, <laughs> did you have to work on your voice or was it just a natural thing that once, once you hit 13 or 14, your, your scrotum dropped and you sounded like this? Well, uh, it, it, it helps to have a, a, a good voice, Rabbi. But in fact, uh, you, 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 any actor has to really develop his voice, and there's no such thing as a terrible voice if you if you work on it. And yeah, I mean, three years of Yale Drama School—that's <laughs> a big investment, and a lot of that was just working on voice and diction. And you know, it's it's not just you're not just born with this stuff. You you really have to develop and work it over years. Um, Let so. Me you went to, oh, oh, big, you know, Dave, he, the, the guy who produces this program, he's not even talking to you because he's so jealous. He tried to get into Yale and they went, so. But you went to Yale. What, what was so wonderful? What did they teach you at Yale, Yale Drama School? Well, they break you down, really. They teach you, they teach you to kind of defend yourself first and, and kind of have a little self-respect because it's sort of like, uh, boot camp in the beginning at Yale Drama School. They, they, you know, you come out of some college where you think you were some kind of hot stuff, and they tell you right away you aren't. So you learn how to survive, number one, and and num num because you get a lot of um, you get a lot of criticism, and not and a lot of people can't take that. Number two, oh, I made it to this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> number two, um, you learn the craft. Rabbi, and like any uh, business, and it is a business, and it is a craft. It's something that you need to really work on and practice. Um, it's not just talent at all. It's really 
learning the learning the really the craft and that takes years and at Yale it was three years so I think the one thing that I can say is um, I really got a, a, a great sense of the craft and the professionalism by being at uh, at Yale Drama School and um, they put up with me for three years so I mean you know I was very lucky yeah that's right wait so Yale was post no, that wasn't your undergraduate degree. That was kind no. of post degree then. No, I went to Middlebury College in Vermont. Oh, right. Dave could have gotten into Middlebury. Oh, please, yeah. he could have bribed a couple of people. He could have, he could have gotten straight B's at Middlebury. No problem. Oh, well, no. I, <laughs> I went back after fifty years, and I don't know how I would get in now. I'll tell you, it's oh. it's everything is you know up there now. So uh, I hope he could realize- get in. That it did at Middlebury. Were you already leaning towards acting, directing, or or there you were just liberal arts? I don't know what the hell I'm going to be. Well, it was interesting. I was always my family was in the business. Um, they were they were very much involved. So I grew up around it. I always knew what I wanted to do, but I also thought I needed some kind of uh, liberal arts education, and I'm glad I went. Um, I. I I really didn't want to major in drama at Middlebury. I wanted to wait and, and then I knew what I wanted. And I, I really wanted then to try to apply to Yale drama school then after Middlebury, but I was doing so badly as a history major, which I thought, well, I like history. And I, I my history teacher brought me in one day and said, uh, would you like to graduate? And I said, yeah, that's the idea, isn't it? And he well, said, Hold it right, please, not to, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. If you loved history so much, why were you failing history? Because I thought I knew it. I had taken it in high school, and I, I, I think I felt, oh, this, this is American history. I sort of know it, and I don't think I took it as seriously as I should, and obviously I wasn't. So he said, listen, you're spending all this time over in the drama department doing plays, why don't you major in drama? I said, no, 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 no. That's going to be for later. I know what I want to do, but it's not going to be here. This drama is not, it's just a kind of extra thing here. It's not. Well, he said, let's put it this way, uh, Roger. If you'd like to graduate, drama is going to be your major, he said. So that's when I switched. That was my. switch or even in Millbury. Let me, but here's the thing. You alluded to your family being in the business. Your dad was like, um, the, not the Urta, but what, what, the guy who makes the posters and things for... My dad, my dad for many years, worked uh, doing all the titles for Paramount Pictures. He did cartoons for the New York Daily Mirror. He was the equivalent of Hirschfeld, uh, the Hirschfeld cartoons, and covered opening nights for the, for the New York Daily Mirror when he was only 19 years of age back in 1929 with a a young man who worked with him uh, on the bylines and other things, a guy named Walter Winchell. Uh, oh, yeah. these, this was, these were the days a lot of guys didn't go to college. You just went right in and you started working. He, he, he did the first programs for Radio City Music Hall. Uh, he did. Please tell me you have somewhere in your house or storage your father's collection of stuff. I do. I do, and so does my brother and sister, and we 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 really take we're very uh, proud of all that work. Um, we know it should go to the museum, but it's hard to part part with it. We, <laughs> well, we have, love having it. Kids, are they going to give it to the kids and let them deal with the museum, or are you going to go like, eh, in, in my will, this is going to go to the Library Performing Arts Lincoln Center. This is going to the Lawrence and Lee Institute, or what? 
I don't know. If I kick the bucket, it, it won't be my decision. If I do, if I kick the bucket in the next year, I haven't made up my mind. I love living with it. But yeah, people say really sooner or later, this stuff really should go somewhere where people can uh, can really enjoy it more than just you and your friends and all. Um, you healthy, done, right? you're, you're not you're not about to kick the butt. You're fine, right? Everything's good. I think. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine, Rabbi. I think I'm fine. I, you know, you live every day and you enjoy and, and I'm doing what I love and I've been doing it all my life and I'm very lucky to be to be doing that. And, you know, this this um, all this acting, uh, I've always been an actor, but for many years when I when I was studying at Yale and then afterwards, I was a professional director. I really, really enjoyed the idea of directing more than acting because I didn't like being typed as the uh, as the sidekick and the little crazy kid and whatever, I really, I had more passion for the whole projects and to be a director, but it was my kids, my daughter, my, I have three children and they're all in the arts as was my wife uh, and my whole family. My kids, my, my daughter is a professional ballerina uh for i wanted uh, to be a professional look at this when it gets to yale i don't get to yale here you don't get to be a ballerina i wanted to be a ballerina i my on point was off point it well was you look like a promising dancer rabbi i must say i think you could do it i my kids i i always say if you wait long enough you get work from your kids and my son my my son became a filmmaker very young. He knew what he wanted to do. And and I, I really never did film until around 2008. And he was doing films with all these young independent directors. And one day, um, hit one of those directors said, well, does your father act anymore? And he said, well, why don't you audition him? And I did, I auditioned and I got the lead in this film, this little independent film called The Sublet, which won all these awards and festivals. and. A director named Oliver Stone happened to see this film, and because of that, he asked me to be yeah. uh, in Wall Street. Wall Street, yeah. no, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, and I had scenes opposite Michael Douglas and and Josh Logan, and wonderful role that. Wait, Josh, <laughs> Joshua Logan. Josh, no, not Joshua Logan, who's a great director. Um, uh, Josh Broden. Brolin. Oh, well, Brolin. Well, exactly. Brolin. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so that started my career, and uh, even though that that actual that that role got cut from that film, but enough people saw the DVD that came out with Oliver Stone giving me some very nice kind of kind of talking about me and whatever, and that started my career. And I I've been working a lot now on uh, with young independent films directed by young independent filmmakers um and well one of those i guess is this this movie that you're in called love in kilnary which mm -hmm. i think that was probably shot just before the pandemic and, and, and it's getting released now is that the deal you know people don't realize how long films take not to mention plays they, they go see something on broadway or they go see a film and they think it was just made love in kilnary uh which just came out in theaters um was shot six years ago, oh, five, wow. six years ago. Yeah. And and it was a very low budget, but very exciting project. And uh, the the producer director, Daniel Keith, just wouldn't uh, wouldn't let go. This this project was the little engine that could. And he just kept pushing and raising more money. And and we finally finished it. And then came the pandemic. And then lo and behold, it was unbelievably um, 
received. It won all these awards all over the, the world. I was very lucky to have a role that I could really show what I could do. I got to not only act, but do, 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 do some dancing. Uh, so, oh. and well, you, uh, I could be the ballerina. You could be kind of the, the Fragastere to my ginger. Uh, I'll, take that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, Rabbi. Thank you. That would be great. I actually, because of my daughter, who is a, has been a ballerina, and uh, I just recently had my professional ballet uh, debut a, a couple of years ago in the Nutcracker. While she was doing Sugar Plum Fairy, I was doing <laughs> I was doing uh, uh, the, uh, the role opposite her, Drosselmeyer. Whoa, nice. Now, now the main thing, we do want to remind people, yes, um, they can go looking for the film. I don't know where you can see the... Uh, well, it's going to be it's going to be coming out uh, online and it'll be streamed in the fall. Um, it's now going to theaters in uh, the UK and Europe and overseas. And we just hope that it just keeps rolling along. Love and Culinary was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I... I also have uh, four or five other films that are coming out in the next year uh, that I'm very proud of. Linoleum, where I play uh, comedian Jim Gaffigan's father and oh, also wow. have, a, have a scene opposite Tony Shalhoub. And then uh, my, my own son, Dan Simon, has a wonderful movie called Another Year Together, where I, I play... Uh, his father. Um, it, I, for some reason, they're casting me as fathers, Rabbi. I don't understand that. I, just... as I, I get cast as mothers, so it's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, you... now, speaking of casting, we do want to remind people, we want to tell yeah. people that you're also doing good old-fashioned live theater. You're doing an off-off-Broadway show. Yes. Part of a two-bill one out one act plays by the Chain Theater. You're they in... are they are full-length plays, actually, Rabbi. Yeah, there's no there's no intermission, but these are full length plays. They're an hour and a half, which today is a full length play. In the old days, you know, it was three acts. You know, today Four and a half hours, long days journey into the next afternoon. Yeah, right. I guess that's right. Today you go and they call it a whole full length play, but it's an hour and a half. It's a wonderful comedy. Yeah, it's, it's got a, it's got tremendous. Uh, there's a lot of feeling in this comedy, and I. Well, who I, do you I, get to feel? No, I'm kidding. Well, well, it. it I play this, uh, the, it's called Love, Sex, and Real Estate. And, and uh, sex, I, yes. I, I play, unfortunately, you say, the real estate. I, I don't get the love and sex in this movie, but... Uh, play, play, it's a play. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, um, it's got a wonderful cast. The, the play is written by Bill Cosgriff. It's directed by Dan McAnally, McNally, excuse me. Um, the, the the actors in it are superb. I have a, an ensemble cast. I'm going to just Frank Hankey, Ro, Rohan Lillian, Catherine McCloyd, Eric Percival. I got These Frank are all people right here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and when is it? It's at the Chain Theater on West. 30th. It's at the Chain Theater. It's produced by the American Renaissance Theater. The Chain Theater is at yeah. 312 West. 36th Street between 8th and 9th is a sweet little off-Broadway or Broadway type of theater. Uh, uh, people can get tickets by actually going online. And I'll just say where you can get these tickets. It's at r.show slash art c slash 88517. Boy, I better say that again. That's a lot. The... Uh, it's again to get tickets 
Write this down, please, folks. R O U R dot. Our, our, O U R. Our, our, yeah. Our dot show slash art C A R T C slash eight eight five one seven. Uh, the show runs from September 16th until October 1st. There are 10 performances and it, and we would love to, you know, we would love to have folks come and, and see. It's the first production, first full production of Bill Cosgrove's play. Um, I love it. Premiere. This is the premiere. And and speaking of premieres, I want to bring you back. I want to bring you back because, you know, you, you tell us that you were a founding member of Yale Rep, which I imagine was Robert Brewstein like running or how did that, how did it start? What were you in? What was it like? Uh, it was, as was Mr. Brewstein, my mentor, it was uh, turmoil in the beginning. <laughs> he uh, came, he, which was wonderful. I love that. I mean, Yale Drama School had been kind of placid when I first came in 1967, 1968. Eight. But then when Brewstein came in, he, he, he rocked the boat. Uh, he painted the green room red. He made, he made, he made all kinds of, well, he, he, it was he, the sixties. It was, it was the sixties. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was definitely the sixties. It was very exciting. He brought in the living theater. He brought in the open theater. He, he brought in uh, all kinds of different things. And so we were subjected to many, many different things rather than just the, conventional kind of theater that that we had been doing so i learned and i got the exposure to so many different disciplines uh so i was very lucky and i was also lucky that i was chosen the first uh, graduate to go into the yale rep in 1967-68 and that was quite a wonderful experience i got to work with uh, the directors from the Royal Shakespeare Company, the National Theater, Jonathan Miller, Clifford Williams, yeah. uh, Ken Haig, the original uh, Jimmy Porter at the Royal Court. Um, in, so wait, uh, what, what shows were you in, in that first Yale rep year? Um, Yale always did a, a very uh, good dose of classical work. So I did everything from uh, uh, John, John Ford's Tis Pity, She's a Whore, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did Pirandello's, uh, I mean, a lot of classical stuff. And, but that was mixed with the world premiere of Joe Heller's We Bombed in New Haven, uh, which was, which was a, a wonderful experience and, and, and a lot of contemporary work. And it was at Yale that I, I really developed a real love of, of working on new plays because there were always a lot of playwrights there. It was a playwriting work and uh, going on. Um, I also, when I went to London in 1965, while I was at Yale, I went there for the first time and I saw how the British mixed Shakespeare at Stratford and then with the same actors, Ian Holm uh, and, and, and others, they would do the next week, they would come in and do Pinter's The Birthday Party or, or The Homecoming. And I saw how mixing classical work with contemporary work really developed actors to their to their most 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 strength. I, I just think that's the way to do it. And so 
I've had my studio, the Simon Studio, for 45 years, and that's been one of the one of the things I, I I've always done. I've mixed classics with contemporary. I've mixed theater with film. I've mixed live with on camera because I always feel actors, directors, and writers need to be working on all of those things at the same time. Uh, and they should be in the same room together. It shouldn't be just actors in a class by themselves. They should be there with directors, with playwrights, with screenwriters. So they develop a common language. And out of that come projects that many of them that we have developed in class have gone on to actually full productions or full films. We have a film coming out, a full-length film, uh, Abdu and Sayena, uh, with two of my students, Omar Bakri and NGL Gamal, who are directing and producing it, that use the whole studio. And they are Egyptian uh, uh, Egyptians who came to America. And I'm very proud, for instance, that's just one of the projects that has gone on from the training that has developed yes. careers of, of our people. We're talking to Roger Hendricks Simon here, longtime, obviously, actor, director, and acting teacher. What, like, of all the shows that you have directed over the years, it could be New York, it could be UK, what is your proudest project? Like, the one where you went, like, oh, oh, if I could go back and see that one again, because I directed it, what would it be? That's a tough question, Rabbi, because there's been a lot of work. So it's not just one. I love doing the Shakespeare's that I directed down at the Folger Shakespeare. I thought that was a wonderful experience because in all these years I was in my early 40s, I had never done Shakespeare. And that was quite a wonderful experience. Um, I would say also looking back, even when I was very young, at Yale, my final production of Gelderode's Pantocles, I took great pride in. I still look back on that. Uh, as a, as as one of the height, heightened moments of, of the work that I did. And I think I was also proudest of some of the most recent work uh, with uh, my wife, who is uh, who passed away after 45 years of marriage, uh, Sarah Levine Simon. Her plays, she, she was also a playwright as well as a novelist. She has novels that are coming out still that I'm, I'm, I'm from her publisher. Um, those plays I did off-Broadway at 59 East 59th Street. Uh, I'm very proud that I was able to, to produce and direct her work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I always say that the work I'm proudest about is the work I'm doing now. I mean, it's great to look back. I, I, I really feel very fortunate to look back on, on, on some, some work that I was proud of, but it's working with the young actors and the young directors and the young writers and the young producers. And that work that I do every single day of the year is what I'm the proudest of. I'm, I, I love being a teacher. I love being a mentor. And that keeps me hopefully young. <laughs> it keeps me. A young feel. Let me, but let me ask, you know, so you, you did bring it up. I was going to ask about this because how do you, how do you get through that? Like to, to your, you were married for, four and a half decades, right? You knew this, this person, you worked with her, you read her work, you're, you're coping with, how do, how do you cope with the loss of someone you've been with for so many years and that you have been so close to? How do you, how do, you do that? I don't know if you do. I, I, um, I do my best. I think if I do, it's because I always had my, my own interests, my own life, 
Uh, we were we worked together. Uh, we worked on projects together, but we worked on our own things. Uh, she had a writing, uh, which was very much her own. Uh, I had my acting and directing, my studio where I trained people, uh, and that my life has never changed. I mean, in that way, I think you have to have your own thing uh, because you're going to go through things in life that are going to be very hard to um, get up off the canvas. And if you depend on other people totally, you're in a, you're in you're in trouble. You you I think if I did, I I hope I'm 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 surviving. <laughs> I think it's because I've never uh, really stopped doing what I love and because uh, my life really didn't change. It just, uh, I kept doing my own thing. I you think with- the I, you, Oh, I have to direct today. So I mean, people-, people Brief, what? Yeah. The, 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 the two weeks after she passed away, I opened a new play. And people said, how can you do that? How can you do that? And I remember when my father, uh, passed away. I was in a play and I said to my mother, no, I, I, I have to stop. I got to get out of it. And she said, no, 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 no. You got to keep going. You know, your dad would, he, he wouldn't want you to stop. And this is what you do. So that's what it is. I think with anything, not just acting in theater, you, you have to have your, your, your own. If you have a passion, you're lucky. You're lucky. Hopefully you, you have something that you love and you just work at it. And, and you're not being disrespectful to somebody who dies. You're, you're respecting them because you're saying, I'm doing this. You know, we're going to continue life. We're going to continue life. It's, and I will still respect you. And I will still remember you. And I will still love you. But I have to go on. So that's the answer I would give you. You're going uh, to life. Like I am. We're like talking I am. Roger like Hendricks, I am. Simon, here. We have a couple more minutes with him before you stay. And then I go, because you're going to play the trivia game with, oh with COVID and, and David Seward and Leslie Blake. It's going to be so much fun. But we, we still have a, a few questions now. I love the anecdotes. I love the stories to tell, because that that is the accumulation. You don't necessarily have to dwell on things in the past, but it's also fun to look at things in the past and remember all the fun. So you have worked, apparently, and it's on your website, with a lot of different people, including, did you know Tennessee Williams? Yeah. Yeah, I did, and I, 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 had, a, I had a great time uh, in many ways working with Tennessee Williams. I, you know, I was very lucky to be able to direct uh, his play, uh, A Lovely Afternoon at Crev Kerr. It was, in the end, not a very uh, happy experience because we did not totally agree, let's put it mildly, on <laughs> it was the end of his life, um, towards the end of his life. But I will say this, um, he was always a young man and uh, he always did his writing. And it wasn't always the play that was in rehearsal. I would go to pick up uh, uh, rewrites at his hotel and he was working not only on our play, but he was already working on the next play or, or, or going back and rewriting an, a play that had been very successful, but he wasn't happy with it. He was gonna rewrite it. And so, was it Karen uh, Hatton Roof? Was that the one, or was it? Uh, um, it was well. That was one of them that he wrote. Rewrote. He wrote. Uh, rewrote a, a number of plays uh, and gave them different titles. Uh, well, me, I'm going to ask you this this question though. It's like so you're, you know, you have some swagger. You came out of Yale Rep. You did as a, 
But now you're, you're here to direct Tennessee Williams. How, if you disagree, how do you have the cojones to kind of say, no, you know, I'm the director, you know, you're the playwright, and you're major and famous, but still, no. How do you do that to Tennessee Williams? Or Arthur Miller, or you know what I'm talking. Well, I don't know if you say no. I think you kind of have to suggest as gently as you can that there might be other possibilities. Uh, you know, it, it, there is the art of diplomacy. And uh, you do have to, you know, it is his play, not your play. Uh, in movies, it's more the director's medium and, and not the writer. But in, in the theater, it is really the writer. So the director interprets, but it's not his play. So you really, you know, in terms of, I've had experiences where I knew the writing needed work. And uh, I, I actually went and did some rewriting. Uh, and it didn't go over very well. So you, you, you know, you but have so to. Be... with the playwright, certainly not. No, and, not going but... to the audience. You mean? Or... Right. No. It, 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 he wouldn't. He wouldn't come to rehearsal, and we were getting close to opening. And so I started to play with this, with with the language and the script because we had we had a show to go. Yeah, to... Yeah. And uh, when he saw it, he said, oh, no, no, this is fine. You go ahead, do what you want. But then when he saw it, he said, what are you doing? <laughs> so, you know, you really do have to. Um, it's very, very much uh, diplomacy and, and knowing how to deal with different kinds of people, which a director that it, people think directing is just directing, um, you know, telling people what to do and where to go. You really have to get along with a lot of different kinds of personalities um, you're not going to get along with everybody. And it, 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 there's always this art of compromise, which uh, is part of directing. You don't always get exactly what you want. You just, you know, sometimes it's, you got to come to some kind of middle ground. And well, some people can't there, do that. An yeah. actor, and if they're dead, by all means, name them. But someone you would never, ever work with again and that you wish would drop dead. Is there anybody that you were just like, oh my God, what a... What got bested? What an asshole? Besides me. I would love to work with you, Rabbi. I mean, gee. Oh, Any time. Yeah, but no. But but uh, go ahead. Tell, tell, tell. You know what? No. I can't. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, at, at, on a certain day, I would say something. But, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to think, you know, people have bad days and, and, and bad you know, you forgive. You kind of just kind of go on, and 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 uh, hopefully, hopefully they forgive. Um, doesn't do any good to 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 really uh, hold grudges and things. I think I think oh. you try to just you you just try to move on if you can. And I, so I I try I don't if they're in my head I I put them way back there. I don't That's know. My hands are so weak and shaky. The only thing I can hold is a grudge. As I'm, <laughs> let me ask. I, I noticed also on your website that at some point you worked with John Travolta. What was yes. that pre Greece? When was this? What was it? What? It was back in the age of Greece and Rome. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. That was that Greece. John Travolta was uh, was and still, I think, is a beautiful person. Um, I had the, you know, I had the good fortune to direct him when he was about 18, 17 years of age. And I directed him off Broadway uh, in, a, in a new play. And and he was wonderful. And I had. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you something. He he had the support when he was young, I would call his 
home out in New Jersey to give his mother the uh, the schedule and what have you. And his mother would say, isn't John the most wonderful actor you've ever worked with? Oh and he, I mean, he, he really had the love and backing of his family and how important that is. There are people that can do it without that, but you gotta have it. It makes it very hard without it. And he was a very sweet kid. I felt terrible when, uh, <laughs> oh, and Kelly Preston died. We, or no? we, 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 the, the show was in New York. It was an off off Broadway new play by Martin Duberman, actually a very fine writer. And we were, uh, Edward Albee and Richard Barr saw it and they wanted to move the play out to East Hampton to the John Drew Theater. And we loved the idea, but we couldn't hear John past the third row. And so I had to let him go. And we did the production without him out in East Hampton. Going forward, I'm out at Paramount in 19... <laughs> 90-90-91 and I'm out at Paramount watching an episode of Cheers being shot and who comes in the, the door but Ali John Travolta <laughs> and I, I, I saw him I hadn't seen him since 1970 and I went oh my god oh no I started looking for a place to hide and he's walking straight toward my row to go this way and and as I'm looking this way, he goes, Roger, hello. And I look up and I go, oh, no. <laughs> How do you? I said, oh, John, 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 George. Oh, hi, John. I, I, all these years, I, boy, I, I guess I really don't know who to fire, do I? <laughs> and, and he said, Roger, man, that was so long ago. He said, no, you were right. He said, I was so young. He said, but you got to know, you have to understand something. I said, what, John? He said, I was in awe of you. And I, I what? Why? What? You were in awe of me? He said, yeah, yeah. You went, you, you, you went to Yale. You went to Yale. I said, what? I mean, and he went, no, no Yale, no, no. And look where his career course, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's. Oh, no. People, when they come to me and they say they want to study with me because I went to Yale, I said, don't do that. Don't do that. I said, first of all, I'm not going to necessarily be able to get you in at all. I mean, second of all, there's no one way. There's no one way. Yeah, Yale helps. It helped me. It helped a lot of people. It's not for everybody. A lot of people have had major careers without having any prestigious uh, background. They've, they've done it by living life and by getting it here, there. You've got, you've got to get the training. There's no question. But Yale, it, it, Juilliard, all these places, they're not the only place you can get it. But you have to maybe work hard to get it. You can't just, you know, think it's going to happen by luck. Well, but one place people can get it is going yes. to Simon Studio and studying with this man, Roger Hendricks Simon. He's been teaching. I'd be honored. If they want to get, if they want to reach me about that, they can uh, email me at rhsstudio at gmail.com, rhsstudio at gmail.com, or they can Google the simonstudio.com. 
Thank you. I'm in studio.com. Plus, we also want to remind people that yes. this man from September 16th through October 1st, live and on stage off Broadway, the Chain Theater in a show called Love, Sex, and Real Estate. So I need to vacate this real estate right now, this chair I'm on, to bring in Dave, who is the producer, the, the high mucky muck of this show. He just lets me sub a little bit. But you stay. You, Roger, you don't go away. You stay right there because you're going to play the game with some wonderful people. Do not go. I'm just going to play some more of my, uh, my Jewy music. Because that's, that's the only way I can get out of here cleanly. All right, here Nobody. we go. His mom, Freilich. Thank, thank you. so much, Roger. Thanks, gentlemen welcome back well you haven't gone away i i went away for about half an hour while rabbi saul solomon was here talking with roger hendrix simon who's off broadway only starting in just a few days he will be at the chain theater on west 36th street appearing in the comical play love sex and real estate and we are waiting now to play our weekly today yesterday trivia game joining us also is the one that's from the delightful and the man we haven't seen for a couple of weeks because he was up oh. in david sheward morning former managing editor of backstage former uh, president of the drama desk and current writer for theaterlife.com culturaldaily.com and the blog the david desk hello david how are you good morning david how are you I'm good. And that is Roger Hendricks, yeah. longtime actor, longtime director, teacher. Yeah. David. Long Hi, time. Roger. Hi, David. Hi, Roger. Been How are away. you? It's been, away. it's been a long time. Yes. Yeah. I used to uh, see Roger all the time when I was at Backstage. Yeah. He was in those... the, the Simon Studio or why? Or... Yeah. 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 Yes. He would uh, quite often uh, be at, at Backstage to... Uh, yeah. To, those, uh, were the, those were the days where... Yes. Uh, where called person to person live it, it, yes. it i don't know if anybody remembers any of those days but you used uh -huh. to go to david Sheward's desk and you uh -huh. could put something on the desk wow. <laughs> now it's now it's now you can't even see the desk everything's online and nobody talks to anybody live or anything like that. I I remember it, it used to be it, it used to be like a doctor's office i remember there would be That's this right there would be this oh. huge amount of people coming in to place their casting notices That's right. Wow, I didn't realize that they did that physically. I thought they just called them in or mailed in. But I oh, no. Oh, well, Sylvia Fay used to like to call them in, which drove me crazy. She was a big, a big casting director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would often just phone up at the last minute. I remember one time the paper was out the door. You know, it was physically, we used to have to mount it on um, uh, uh, flats and paste it together and send it out to the printer in New Jersey. <laughs> And uh, it had to go Wednesday morning by 12 noon in order to get to the printer and have it on the stands by Wednesday night and Thursday morning. And Sylvia Fay, who was a big casting director, she cast a Law and Order and lots of movies. She called at like 10 minutes to 12 and said, oh, I need a casting notice in today. And I'm thinking, and one of the editors said, stop the presses. And I said, no, it's out the door. What can we do? Stop the press. Did you, so you didn't. You, you had to tell oh, her. We, we had to tell her yes. it's too late. 
Yeah. At some point, you know, even they have to obey the rules, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when David Shure says it, they, they, they well, miss it. That's what, <laughs> that's what they but so, later when we went online then you could just okay we can put it online yeah anytime essentially oh you know they call me three in the morning yeah okay we'll get it up in, in like four minutes that's well within reason yeah yeah oh there's nothing yeah. reasonable about this program you're watching dave's gone by with me dave lefkowitz we're here with roger hendrick simon david Seward, and of course we're waiting for we're always waiting for Leslie Hoban Blake, who should be joining us. Do you know uh, Leslie too, Roger? Have you ever acted or directed her? Or um, she uh, I'm sorry, her last name? Leslie Hoban Blake. Okay, I haven't had the pleasure. I look forward to meeting her. She, yeah, she used to run a theater company called the Blue Hair. Where, where are you, David? Oh, oh, me, me. Uh, this is my house. Or, or oh, you're outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we moved to Maryland. I we live in Mar you you've been gone a month. Yes, I've been gone. <laughs> and and last month, uh, Joyce and I moved. We bought a house in uh, Maryland, in, in Baltimore County. Oh, and we've we've made a life change. And this oh. this is part of the life change. This is nice. This is our yard. This well, this is our next door neighbor's yard right there. Uh -huh. Wow. House in the, but this is the greenery, the lushness. There was a deer, little baby deer back there earlier. Oh. So, yeah. These days, these days, David, people think it's a backdrop that you put on, uh, you know, for for zooming. You know, it's uh, not real. Well, is, oh, let me. Uh, real fence, yeah. real sunshine, real, yeah. real stuff. Real hands. <laughs> <laughs> hello, wife. Hey, honey. So, hello, Roger. Say hello to Roger si Hendrick Simon. Hello, Roger. Hello, David. And hello, hello, wife. Hello. <laughs> So here's the deal. I'm going to give you, since you've never played this game before, uh, have you have you ever seen an episode? Did you do any uh, research on the show no. before coming no. on today? No, I didn't. I, I, I have to plead no on that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty simple game to play. It's an idiotic game, but it's, it's pretty fun. It's a trivia game. And the deal is that I'll ask trivia questions. There's 10 of them, or actually nine and a tiebreaker. Each person, and we do three rounds, assuming we'll have three people. And then the questions are worth two points each, if you get them right. If you get oh, them boy. wrong, um, one of the other contestants has the chance to steal and answer the question and get the points. But there's no penalty for a wrong answer. And yeah. if you don't know an answer, you can always promote a something, a project you're working on to fill in the space, right? So you don't right. have to... <laughs> so if, if your, your mind goes blank, all you have to say is rhsstudios.com to, to, or... At. Boy, I'll be doing a lot of promoting. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, you're not expected to really get these questions right. They're kind of ridiculous. But the point is that Where's most of... Look for Leslie? Oh, yeah, it's probably in the other room. I should or, or we can say, God save the king. Uh, you could, uh, well, yes, that's a promotion, David. That is a promotion. The only, the only unfortunate thing is they're not running still. There was a play called King Charles the Third right. on Broadway about five years ago. Right. Well, you know, I'd be weird if it were playing right now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. But anywho, uh, the first thing I do need you to do, Roger, since you're our new, newest member of the neighborhood, is if you could most kindly think of a number between one and six and tell me what it is. Uh, five. Oh, my favorite number. Roger with a five. And uh, David Short, uh, could you give me a number? I'll, I'll go with three. David with three. So for the moment, we have, th you know, two people. Leslie, gonna... Leslie's Ellen. 
Oh no. Yeah. Wasn't that feeling well? I, I never checked my messages. I'm sorry. So um, she, oh, sorry. So we're gonna yeah, flip the rules said, a little bit. I think bit. this is from Denny. I can't see. She said, "I sorry. can't sit or stand up straight." Um, so I don't think it's a change. I got the regular flu and the uh, COVID shots together, so it's too much. Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah. I heard if you get them both together, then uh, you, uh, you you can get a reaction. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, hell no. All right. So um, it doesn't really change the rules. It just changes the order just, of I'm things. I'm going to write and say, um, Also, your Geico app is still running. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. So it's going to be one flipsy, 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 flipsy. So um, I'm going to roll the die. That's just what I'm going to do. And the die comes up number four. Okay. The die comes up number four again. Hello. Ah, the die... Lucky first uh, time. So, Roger, you get to decide. Would you rather go first or second in the game? Um, I always defer to Mr. Sheward, so I'll go second. Okay. Okay. David. Yes. You're going, you're going uh, first. I'll go first. Okay. Roger, second. So, here's the deal. Here come Most of these questions are multiple choice, and most of them are based on things that happened in history on September 10th. Since this is September 10th. So that's that's kind of the idea of the game. We call it the Today, Yesterday Trivia Quiz. You guys ready? Yes. Okay. David, this question belongs to you. The year was 1547. You remember it well. Before the union of the crowns that brought the British Isles together, Scotland took a drubbing against England in the Battle of Pinky. Speaking of pinkies, which of these is false about our little finger? All right. A... The pinky swear began in feudal Japan, where if you broke your promise, they cut off your pinky. Ooh. B, in mythology, the pinky is associated Whatever. with Her Whatever. with Hermes, the messenger and trickster. Wait, say that again. Someone was calling for Gulliver. In, in, in mythology, <laughs> the pinky is associated with Hermes, the messenger and trickster. Okay. C, the little finger got the name pinky, because the British were convinced that if you held your hand up toward the sun, the little finger looked more pink than the others. Ooh. Or D, without your pinky, you would lose time. about 50% of your grip strength. Hmm. Only one of these is false. Okay, one of these is false. All right. Yeah. The, the, uh, so it's uh, uh, the Japan, it got its name because in Japan, oh, the pinky swear is because in Japan they used to cut your finger off if you lied your pinky off if you lied i wonder what they did for adultery yeah it's associated with uh the greek god hermes who was the messenger of the god uh if you hold the british said if you hold your finger up the pinky looks pinker and if you lose your pinky it's 50 you lose 50 percent of your grip strength so which of these is false only one of these is false yes well the japan thing that sounds true because they did things like that in ancient Japan. <laughs> the Hermes, I don't know. It, it could be. I haven't really tried that, but I seem to remember doing that once and looking, oh, my little pinky looks pinker. And, um, oh, I see Leslie's trying to connect. Um, let's see. Let's go with, uh, I think D. I'll say D. D is false. That's, that, that's false that you lose 50% of your grip strength. Hmm. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Where's your, you got your little xylophone out there? I, I, we can't find the xylophone, but I have the bell. No, no. Oh, okay. 
Oh, the she, Joyce wants me to do the tambourine. Hold on. Okay, I do have the tambourine. Do the gypsy thing. And hit yourself on the head with it. Oh, Ow! Oh. Why did you tell me to do that? <laughs> I'm very susceptible. I have a director here. You know, I, I want right. to make Funny. it happy. Uh, but here's the deal, uh, David Seward. Um, I'm afraid you're losing your grip because that is not. All right. And so, oh. so oh. here's the deal. Leslie hasn't quite been able. Unless you're there. Yes, I am here. Yay! Welcome, Leslie Hoban Blake. Uh, we can't see you, but we can hear you. Um, okay. Thank you for logging in. How are you feeling? Yeah. I, you don't want to know. I just, my body is like, if I could be a disembodied head right now, that would be fine. I just, my body just aches. Oh. That's well, you look great. You look great. That picture. What <laughs> Use that. Use that. Yeah, better than I've picture. ever looked before. I know. <laughs> well, Leslie, I, I really appreciate your your. You feel well enough to play the game? We'll find out. I don't know. I don't know if my brain is working. I just, you know, I, yeah. I haven't moved. Since I, okay, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I haven't moved since I taped you. What? Um, wow. I'm just, but here's the deal, Les. Um, I'm going to put you third because we've just just started the game. I'm oh, okay. you're here, and you're playing with Roger Hendricks Simon, longtime actor, director, acting teacher, and of course David Seward. So star yes, of, I, know uh, I know that right. name before. Star of that uh, Wall Street movie. Oh, you were yes, Wall Street. The the what was it called? The, it was a sequel. It was Oliver Stone's. Money never sleeps. Wall Money Street. Never Money never sleeps. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Thank you. So here's the deal. Um, it's only fair though to give Roger next crack at this question. Absolutely, whatever you want oh, to do. I'd like to go fifth. <laughs> well, no. Here's you can get two points, and we've already knocked out one of the contenders. Oh, so okay. I'll read the question and, and the answers again because Leslie just got on. But All here's right. the, the year was 1547, before the union of the crowns that brought the British Isles together. Oh, okay. Scotland was drubbed by England in the Battle of Pinkie. Now, speaking of pinkies, which of these is false about our little finger? I mean, <laughs> No, by the way, Leslie, can you see us? Or are you? I, we I can see you. I can see you. Yes. Right. I, I'm not waving. I don't want you to see me. I just don't want to. You know. Well, that's. I, I get it. I get it. No. Not like playing with a character in a Beckett play. Well, that, that's why you're garbage can. My lips are not moving. Other than that, though, it's. <laughs> uh, okay. Which is false? A. The pinky swear began in feudal Japan, where if you broke your promise, they cut off your pinky. B. <laughs> In mythology, the pinky is associated with Hermes, the messenger and trickster. Or C, the littlest finger got the name pinky because the British were convinced that if you held your hand up toward the sun, the little finger looked more pink than the others. So, Roger, you... That, you was, that was Hermes and not Herpes, right? No, it was, not, it was Hermes simplex too. Uh, okay, got it. really scarfed that down. So, so this is Roger's question. I get the same question. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I read it again. Otherwise, we'd be moving on. So you, you have well, a thirty. I better not. I better not say what David said because he he was wrong. So right. I have to say something <laughs> else. Your choices. Your choices I, are the other three. That's why I went second. You know, I'm not totally stupid. I just want to. No, I'm totally stupid. That, that no, no. I'm going to take a shot with B. You're going to say it is not true. Now, in mythology, the pinky is associated with Hermes, the messenger and trickster. You're saying that is false. I'll take a shot at that. Well, Roger, I'm afraid you do suffer from Hermes simplex too. That is 
not the correct answer. Oh, she really is associated with, with the messenger and then her, her maze and, and all that. So, Leslie, believe it or not, you have a I, shot. That's I have a shot. Yeah. David, your, your, your property is gorgeous. I looked, I went to Zillow and looked. Yeah, it's, it's pretty just beautiful. Yeah. Just wonderful. I see you're outside under the under the big umbrella, right? Under the well, big. Like a, it's a big old canopy. Canopy, yeah. right, right. And Joyce will be serving canopies later. Look, look, this yeah. is this is the. Well, I'm left with, keep doing this. I'm left with the pinky swear, and the pinky up to up to the heavens. Is that it? Those two. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great day to be out there. Yeah. Wow. It'll be hotter yeah. later, but it's nice now. So I'm gonna, listen, it's going to rain you, here. What do you feel? I'm going to say. I'm going to say the pinky swear, the Japanese, we're always chopping up various pieces of things. Well, Leslie, I want to remind you that you, we're looking oh, for which one true. is false. Oh, what's yeah. false. Okay. So holding it up to the sky. Thank you. It's 50-50. What am I going to do? All right. Thank you. So you're saying it's false that what? That if you... That if you hold your hand up, that your pinky gets pinky. It gets pink. Final answer? Sure. Why not? Ah. Well, Leslie, you are very well read because pink is indeed the answer. I made that up. British didn't see anything like, you know, in the finger or in the pinky or whatever. Leslie, you do this every bloody week. You come on late and then you, you start taking the lead. And get yeah, with, without oh, even yeah. showing herself, she did that. Yeah, yeah Roger, Roger, and then I stay at two points, so don't don't worry about it. It's, yeah, <laughs> wow. Hmm. Yeah, so well funny. done, Leslie. Good job. <laughs> However, thank you for the thank you for the clue, by the way. Thank you for the nudge. Yeah, the <laughs> most welcome. Now here, Roger, here's the deal. Leslie now has two points. She is in the lead. But if you get this next question correct, you will be tied with Leslie. See, oh. th this man this man's worked with Tennessee Williams. This man has worked with like, you know, unbelievably uh, famous with David Shuard. And 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 now the most important moment of his life is coming now. He can tie Leslie Blake in this game. This is, oh, wow. this is absolutely amazing. Great. You work with Dick Sean. What was Dick Sean like? Dick like, Sean was beautiful and, 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 you know, he was very nervous because it was a new play by William Saroyan. And I, and Dick is very good at inventing his own material. Not so good at memorizing other people's writing. So he was very nervous about it. And, and it was, uh, it was a little hard on the rest of the cast. They never got the same cue. Twice, <laughs> you know. What was but the play, Roger? It was a play I did at the Manhattan Theater Club before, years and years ago, 1974, I think, or five. It was called, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. The Rebirth Celebration of the Human Race at Artie Zabala's Off-Broadway Theater. <laughs> It wasn't a huge hit. I'm, I'm. Uh, oh, amazing hit! I really and, don't remember that one. Sorry. Oh but, my God! And he came. He came. He, he was supposed to come and, and be in rehearsal, and he never showed up. He went back to France, and when he finally came, the day of the opening night, he said he went and saw it, and and people were walking out because he <gasps> hadn't oh. done work, and and he said. He said, he came up to me, he said, this is amazing, Roger. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is this is another skin of your teeth. You, uh, I don't know how you did this. I said, but <laughs> Mr. Saroyan, Mr. Saroyan, did you see them walking out? Can we go back to the hotel and do some work? He said, you don't understand. This is this is a classic. <laughs> and the review came out. He said, I'm having lunch with uh, 
with Mel Gussow tomorrow. Don't worry about the times. We'll take care of everything. <laughs> and Gussow's review came out the next day. Yeah. And I, ne I never heard from Sorine again. <laughs> he oh, was, wow. He, he, went back to, he went back to Fresno. He was devastated. And it was very sad. I mean, he thought... You know, he, he was. It was a wonderful experience, though. He was quite a quite a person. He it was like living with. He, this is 1974. He dressed like 1940 with a hat <laughs> and the trench coat. It was oh, wow. really, yeah. All right. Well, let, let's let's get back to the game. Yeah. Um. No. No. David, are you, are, you have a matinee today. Anybody have a matinee today? Anybody? No. No. Because okay, we'll be today. with these kinds of wonderful stories. But Roger, here's a question for you. You ready? Okay. The I don't know. Was 1847. Aloha and Curtain Up. The very first theater built in Hawaii opens today. It was called The Thespian, and box seats, which included a pillow, cost a dollar. The first attraction was a theatrical double bill of two plays, and they were called what? A, The Archer and the Mountaineers of Switzerland. B, Matilda and the Maid of the Oaks. I love that. C, the elves, and between you, me, and the post, or was it D, the adopted child, and fortune's frolic? Who's winning? Uh, Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> Leslie. Leslie. Good, good, mor good morning, Joyce. Hello, dear. That combination must have really. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, it's it just I, I couldn't set up. I don't know what the hell you know. So which is the which is the correct one? Yeah. In other words, it was a double bill of plays that opened this brand new theater in Hawaii back in 1840, the first theater, real theater in Hawaii uh, in 1847. They did two plays together, just like you are in right, well, you're in one of the plays that they're doing at the Chang Theater. Right. Which combination of plays was it? Can you hit me with those titles once again? Of course. Was it A, The Archer and the Mountaineers of Switzerland? B, Matilda and Maid of the Oaks? C, the elves, and between you, me, and the post, or D, the adopted child and fortune's frolic. Which one is it? Yeah. I would say, I would say D. I take a shot. D, the adopted child and fortune's frolic. Is that your final answer? Probably shouldn't be, but. <laughs> He's I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Go with your gut. Nice head. Nice head, Roger. Well, Roger, we should all be frolicking because that is the correct answer. You got two points. Yeah, you are on the board. Yay, Roger! Oh my goodness. The only other information I have about most of these, some of these I made up. The Elves was a fifty performance hit in in eighteen fifty seven. Where'd you get that, David? David, what is that? I got this from the opening night performance of Fortune's Frolic in Hawaii. I see. <laughs> and then I went to see that William Saroyan play with Dick Sean. Oh, my God, David. You saw that, David? No, 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 I didn't. I, I remember Dick Sean uh, coming on The Tonight Show quite a bit. He was quite funny. He was great. You. Yeah, it always yeah. seemed a little off, but you know, other than that, you just that that same year we were both at, at a Broadway show and during intermission, he walks past me 
And I, Saroyan had just died. And I said, Dick, did you hear Saroyan died? And as he goes by me, he says, no, 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 he didn't die. He just took a cab. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you know, a little bit more about that opening night uh, in Hawaii for that new theater. Did you know that it was a great night because all the actors got laid? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to pretend okay. I didn't hear that and keep on. Real, moving. real quick, real quick question: Was yeah, the, wow. the change in English, or were they in Hawaiian? Oh, I think it was it was English stuff. It was an English theater oh, okay. production in Hawaii. Great question. So, Leslie, speaking of questions, this is your time now. My you can, question. You can get two more points and take the lead again because right now you're tied with Roger. But guess what kind of question this is? Oh, no. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm lying here in a bed of pain, and this is what you give me. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's extra pain, Leslie. This is kind of fun, though. We call these, Roger will know these, but it's called Three Clues in the News. And the idea is that these are three words that are not connected to each other, but each of these words connects to another word that we're looking for, and that word has to do with something that happened in the news this past week. Okay? Leslie, you know how this works. Yes, I do, unfortunately. All right. Sadly, I do. The clues are dry, goose, blame. Blame, B-L-A-M-E, blame? Yes, B-L-A-M-E. And try, T-R-Y? No, dry with a D. Ah, thank you. Okay. Dry. Dry. Goose. Blame. Okay, give me a second. Mm-hmm. I, I swear I don't know where the goose comes in. I think I just gave David a straight line that he didn't take. Um, at ten, at ten last night, that's when the goose came in. Right, right. right. Uh, Hong Kong, yeah. And the yeah, chorus girl, um, and the chorus girl said, "Whoops." <laughs> exactly, to the bishop, right? Um, dry, dry, dry. I'm really not. I'm sorry. I, I think it affected my brain as well. You, I just, I'll pass. I have no. Or, or you can I have nothing to promote, and I have nothing to, and I have nothing to answer. Right. Down is the only word. Down is the only word, and it doesn't fit anything with goose. Well, all right. So down is not the correct answer. So we're going to roll okay. the die, and we're. Oh, oh, Leslie, I assume your number would be six, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Just, yes, sir. You are correct, sir. Yes. Not correct. I tend to be correct. So I just rolled the number six. I just rolled the number two. I'm going to roll again and again. Hello, six again. Thank you. Four. Nope, we don't have four. This takes forever. Six again. Oh, for gosh sakes. What are we doing? Odd numbers this morning, guys? Roger, Roger, Roger. Your number came up. God, I mean, God forbid, but your number on the die came up. And so you get to try and steal this question. We're looking for a word. So it might be blank word or word blank. And the clues are dry, goose, blame, and you're looking for a word that is connected to... Give him give him the couch suite and whatever thing. No, I don't yeah, you're right. I should, I should explain it. Um, for example, wait, that's... Uh, if I were to say... If, if this were an example. Spider 
shines, pox, you might say. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah, that one I got. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Spider shines pox. You might say what word would go with all three of those things. Notice David going ape there. I can't yeah. move my arms to do that, David. Well, David. Gorilla tactics. Um, and the uh, word would be that's, that's cerebral palsy, David. That's not that what pox is going around right now, Roger. Uh, can I review David's acting? <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Uh, he, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monkey. Monkey. The, monkey. So in that answer, you see monkey pox, monkey chines, monkey, um, what was the other one? Uh, spider monkey. So in other words, monkey goes with all three of those words, right? So yeah. you're looking for the same thing with dry. Goes with pox. Monkey no, goes with. Well, yeah, monkey, monkey pox. Monkey, monkey, monkey goes with pox. Monkey pox. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. But well, she's been in rehearsal. When you're in rehearsal, you don't know what's going on in the news. I know how that works. <laughs> well, like as they said on Smash, I'm in tech. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, Roger. Right. Um, nothing? Nothing coming to you? Not really. Sorry. Sorry, no, Dave. I have to apologize. You can... Pro so, if you... David, they're delivering your desk Tuesday between 2 and 5. Oh, who is? Jeff, the guy I... I oh, you got him? Him. Okay. So, yeah, just, sorry. A little, little internal <laughs> personal stuff here. I, I bought a desk. Yes. Yes. Um, you don't care about that. What you care Where's about is giving you... Where's my tea? I don't no, know what tea is. No, I care about the internal stuff, not the words there. <laughs> I can't get the... Which room is the desk going in? Uh, my quote-unquote office. It's a it's this beautiful old desk we got a consignment on the second floor upstairs. Yeah, but what's beautiful is the upstairs literally leads into this garden. Joyce's office looks. I saw that it's beautiful, yeah. just beautiful. So, but Roger, you're we're we're stalling. We're giving you all the time. I'm glad I'm glad you're doing that because I I'm coming up with even less now. Oh. Dry goose blame. Yes, huh? and a word a word that a word that goes with that. Yes. With each of them, right. Individually. Dry it? goose blame. No. Uh, That's pretty good, though. Dry goose, goose blame. blame. I, I'll take a stab and say uh, dry goose blame baseball, I'll say. <laughs> okay. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. <laughs> well, I'm afraid you just struck out. because it's I not struck out. I, I wonder why. I wonder why. And he David Seward, you can yes. you can tie up the game in a three-way. Right. Yeah, Dave, David's had some time off to like recoup, yeah. practice, <laughs> and I come back to this. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Yeah. I don't know. I, this is a tough one because we missed I, you. You were mm -hmm. missed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I was on. I was up in Maine, and it, it you know, and now I'm back to the real world. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I've been writing down possibilities, and none of them fit. All of them, like there's ice. Liver, spin, run, game, and that it if it's like oh. one of them, but not all of them. This is a tough one. Yeah, it is, it is a tough one. I will give you that. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I feel so much better now. No, well, spruce doesn't work either oh, yeah. because this. I was trying to think of the plane that Howard Hughes had. Yeah, the, that was spruce goose, but it doesn't fit the other. There's not dry spruce. Doesn't make sense. Ew. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. And spruce <laughs> that. Yeah. Hmm? Bruce, it's your fault. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Blame the guest. Blame the guest. <laughs> and even if you say guest or, or goose the guest. Don't and even if you say put the blame on Mame, that doesn't hey. like because then you get goose mame or dry mame. And she'd say, Vera, get your hands off me. Um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> put the blame on me. Oh, you Damn. know, I did see Dick Sean. He was in a movie called The Opposite Sex with Joan Collins. Oh, yes. Oh, my that God. Was the, uh, that was the musical version, the musical of, version of, of the women. And he had a specialty women, right. number. Yeah, where he was supposed, he was in a Broadway show. The character was in a Broadway show with Joan Collins, who was a, co a chorus girl. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And of course, who can forget him as LSD and the producers? Of course. Yeah. Whose role was written out in the musical. Wow. Um, I wish he were alive. He's getting a lot of promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got some work from this. Yeah. I'll tell you, he'd get, he'd get a lot of work. And who could forget him as Ethel Merman's son in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? Yes. Oh, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm I always just, had a crush on him. I always had a crush on him. I'm just gonna I thought he was cute. I thought he was crazy. I, I, all, I, all I can think of is liver. Liver. Oh. Well, it certainly goes with Is that your final answer? Yeah, dry liver. Yeah. Well, you did not stand and deliver there, David. That is not the correct answer. Oh. I did stump the panel on this one. It was a tough one, I admit. But, you know, if you talk of stuff that happened in the news, and it was already a week ago, so it's oldish news. Yeah. But the word I was looking for is Canada. Dry can oh. oh, Canada Dry. Okay, right. And Blame Canada. Got and it. Blame Canada got from it. South Park, the, the uh, movie. Oh, right. right. And Canada right. was because uh, 10 people were killed and 15 more were Oh, in the stabbing. Okay. In, in yes. the Cree area right. in Saskatoon. Oh. oh. I'm sorry. The only thing on my news is the Queen died. There's nothing oh. else on the news. There's well, yeah, this was a few days before that. You know, I know. I know. Die besides the Queen. You know. Yeah, Dave, David, you're a regular Joey Bishop. You just. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he is. Died also? David Seward, how long ago? Maybe Roger as well. How long ago was Charles III the play? Oh. Um, uh, well, uh, David told us before you came on the air. It's uh, five years. Well, I, I guessed about five years. I'm five years? It's more than Charles, five years. Charles the Third. Yeah. yeah. It's a play. It's, well, it's it started. Than... It started in London, so even before that, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yes, it's it's more than five years. Right. Oh yeah. I'm just right. say it. I ha I kept the playbill from that one. I really found that play to be really epigram. I just loved it very much. Hmm. So we are through finally the first round of of the today yesterday trivia question. Seven years. Seven years. Oh, I wasn't so far off with five. It was on Broadway seven years ago. Well, because the two years are missing because of the pandemic, you're actually right. So here's the deal. We have a two-way tie so far with Roger with two points, Leslie with two points, David yet to get on the board, but that can all change, especially because David directly gets the next My turn. Here we go. All right. Oh, this All is right. a fun one. We're going to like this one. The All year right. was 1882. Seven years before the birth of Adolf Hitler, Dresden <laughs> holds the very first anti-Semitic convention called, uh. quote, the Congress for Safeguarding of Non-Jewish Interests. Oh. Speaking of Jews and non-Jews, you might be surprised to find out that all of these foods are kosher, except one. Which mm. is trafe. A, I can't believe it's not butter. B, Pringles bacon ranch chips. <laughs> C, ostriches. ostriches. Or D, 
monkey-faced eels. Ew. Oh, oh God. Eels. I, I hope you all have breakfast <laughs> yeah. and lunch and dinner. That's, that's what's on the menu. It's Saul's, right? Spam, <laughs> <laughs> spam, spam. Oh, wait, I forgot. Uh, how would you know? <laughs> yes, spam. Yes, we got monkey-faced eel. <laughs> and then we got some uh, nice... A uh, strawberry tart. <laughs> There's not too much rat in it. Oh. Free. Rather a lot, really. Oh. All, right. All right. So which of these is not kosher? It's not kosher. I can't believe it's not butter, oh. bacon ranch, Pringle chips, ostrich, or monkey-faced eels, which monkey is not kosher. Eels. Right. All of these are kosher, but one. Uh, well, you know, I've had ostrich, and it tasted okay to me, so... Um, when I was hmm. in Africa. Not the, not the not the yardstick for that. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, which of these is not kosher? Um, well, the obvious one would be the bacon ranch Pringles because you're not supposed to eat bacon. That's the obvious one. And maybe mm. I didn't overthink of this. I'll say B, the bacon ranch Pringles. Is that your final answer? I, I, yeah, I guess so. This is, yeah. All right, oh. David. This, this no, no. The, the bell doesn't mean uh, uh, you don't have a chip on your shoulder against me. But David, <laughs> it's not the correct answer. Uh, Pringles, bacon ranch chips are kosher. No, no, that is not because David, in cooking, you can get that umami bacony flavor using other things like mushrooms oh. and oh, soy yeah. sauces and things. You can make that flavor without. Okay. Having All right. So oh. we'll yeah, I had a, I, I, it's, it's, yeah, it was the obvious one. So it obviously wasn't. So anyway. yeah. I learned all that during the pandemic. I learned about umami during the pandemic. I now cook. I did not cook for all the rest of my life. I did not cook since, since my kid was little. Well, but now I cook. You can be cooking with gas and take. Yes, I can. I can get a, I can get a, a, a stab at this. Yes, you can. <laughs> so I'm left with. Ostrich. Right. I can't believe it's not butter. And eels. Faced eels. Are, are they? You just say monkey-faced eels? What did you call them? Yes, monkey-faced eels. That's it. Yeah. Or and if they were regular eels, is it a difference between monkey-faced eels and regular eels? I cannot uh, divulge. That would that would that would give away the <laughs> give away the answer. Right? Yes. All right. Okay. Monkey-faced eels. A pox on you, David. A pox on you. Now let me get back to my question. Okay, so the eels, the ostrich. Ostriches don't have a cloven foot. They have a three-toed foot. So I imagine that makes them okay. Because chickens have a three-toed foot, and chickens are okay. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm making this up as I go along. I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. You're doing very well. Yeah, that sounds... Right, well, that's one. If it were cloven hooves, then we could just do without it, because I know that's not it. The, the 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 eels are what is throwing me because I don't know why they have to be monkey faced to not to be or not be to be or not to be monkey faced. Yeah. And the and the first one again was I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. I actually believe that I've seen that with a little kosher symbol on on the container. So I'm going to say that is kosher. So now I'm left with the other two, uh, the monkey faced eels and the ostrich. Ostrich, lucky face. That's a new play by William Saroyan. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Good title. He's kosher. 
He's kosher, <laughs> William Saroyan. Absolutely, William yes. Saroyan. Absolutely. The Armenian? The he was Armenian, indeed. Yes. They, they had their own Holocaust to deal with. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, um... But it was a cuter one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Let <laughs> Leslie answer. Give her some answers <laughs> things. Give, give me some answer, and thank you very much, Joyce. I'm I'm nowhere on this. Um, uh, in order to be cultured, a bird has to be hung upside down, and ostriches are enormous. So I don't know that they, they have to. Then their throats have to be cut, and the blood has to run out naturally. That's that's part of culture. No, that's the way you make something kosher. I'm sorry, Rabbi Saul knows that. Back me up, Rabbi Saul. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the ostrich just for that reason alone. It would be just too damn difficult to, to kosher an ostrich. Is that your final answer? Yeah, nothing is intrinsically kosher unless it has been kosher. Well, I mean, if it's an animal, if it's uh, the first well, time, yeah, I mean, heard, you know, right, but an animal in that's the, the animal. First time I've heard kosher is a verb. It can be. Kosher. It is too kosher. Yeah. That's how you do something, right? So you're going with sea ostriches, yeah? Yes. Here endeth Leslie's history, short history of Judaica. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Leslie, you do not have your head in the sand. That is the correct answer. Ostriches are trained. They are not kosher. It has to do with some of the their system or the way they're built or something like that. Who's winning? Um, Leslie's now winning. She has four points. Oh, Leslie. Woo -woo. And by the way, the monkey-faced eel is actually a fish. Really? They call it a, um, yeah, it's not an eel, it's, a, it's technically a fish. And wow. It's, it's backbone scales, kosher, so forth. Now, Roger, I'm alluding yeah. to Wallace Shawn in um, in The Princess Bride. You worked with Wallace Shawn too, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought he was on your, oh, Dick Shawn. Oops. No, he got, yeah, all the Shawns. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't well, covered all of them. No relation, no relation. No relation. Oh, no. Shawn the sheep. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. All right, here we go. We now have another question, and this question is our fifth. We're still in the middle of the second round. One, two, three, four, five. So, Roger, you are two points behind Leslie. You oh. can tie her if you get this question correct. Are you ready? Come on, Roger. Come on. You can do it. Come on. I can't Come take on. the pressure. The year was 1919. It was a glorious homecoming in New York City for 25,000 World War I veterans and victorious General John J. Pershing. But which of these is false about Blackjack Pershing? A, when he was 70 years old, Pershing married a woman who had been his classmate 50 years earlier at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. B, when he was a child, his home was ambushed by Confederates who objected to his father's pro-union activities. C, Teddy Roosevelt was a fan because like him, Pershing led soldiers up San Juan Hill during the Spanish-American War. Or D, Pershing lost his wife and three children in a house fire. Wow. Only one of these is false. Oh, boy. That's, that's why I wasn't a history major at the end at Middlebury. You know? <laughs> yeah. I never well, came up with that. Middlebury. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Once, once, once more, just very quickly, sure. Dave. Can you hit hit me with them just very quickly? Which of these is false yeah. about Pershing? When he was seventy, he married a woman who had been his classmate fifty years earlier at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. B. 
when he was a child, his home was ambushed by Confederates who objected to his father's pro-Union activities. C. Teddy Roosevelt was a fan, because like him, Pershing let soldiers up San Juan Hill during the Spanish-American War. Or D. Pershing lost his wife and three children in a house fire. One of these is false. I'm going to go with B. You're going to say it is not true that his house was ambushed. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Well, you probably need to join a union because that is not the correct answer. It actually was when he was a kid. So we're going to roll the die again. That would have been my guess too, Roger, just to make you feel better. Oh, now I feel great. Now I feel great. <laughs> so David Schuert, you pick number three. Okay. Um, you have a chance to get on the board oh. right now. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was busy writing my new play, Koshering the Ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> You're still working on that one, David. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Starring Jackie Mason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and All right. So my choices are he married a woman who he went to school with 40 years ago or something. 50 years earlier at the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. Okay, so Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt was a fan of his because they all, he also led people up San Juan Hill or something. Right, led yeah. soldiers up San Juan Hill during the Spanish yeah. War. Or uh, he lost his kids and wife in a house fire. Those are my choices. Right, one of okay. those though is false. One of those is false. Uh, I'll go, well, we've had a bunch, uh, this is weird because we've had two C's already. I don't know if there'll be another C. We've had a D. We haven't had an A. Now, but that sounds very plot. The C one doesn't sound true because I, I don't know. I don't have the timelines right in my mind what, when he lived. Um, What's well, entirely If he was a little boy during the Civil War, um, it's entirely, and I don't remember when the Spanish American War was. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go with C. You're going to say not true. That Teddy Roosevelt was a fan because, like, version that soldiers up. Uh, yeah. Final answer? Yes. Well, David Schuert, you may still win the war, but you have lost this battle. Oh. Right? <laughs> it is true. They, they were kind of soulmates because they both did. Oh, okay. See how quickly we forget the Spanish American War was like 1898. Yes. How quickly we forget this. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, you know, even I remember that. It's only right. well, you know, years ago. You and I were there in the grandstands, Roger. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Leslie, here's the deal. You have a 50-50 shot of tacking on two more points to your okay. lead. Well, I wanna I wanna even I wanna level off with Roger, right? Roger has four. Roger has two. Oh, I have four. You have four. Yeah, you have oh, four. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> a veteran. You're the veteran. Yeah. I feel like a vegetable, but okay, go ahead. I feel like a squash. Oh okay. Tell me again what's left. I'm really sorry. Sure, sure. The two choices are one of these is false about. Uh, oh, the two choices that are left go together. If he lost his family, then he would have married that woman. Huh? Interesting. So I mean, what is false? That's the play. Now there's the play to write. Yeah, well, and then he I mean, it has all. It has pathos. It has bathos. It has everything. Okay, go ahead. I'm yes, sorry. And his wife. D'Artagnan. Wally Sean would make a dynamic Pershing. I, I, could, I can just tell. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to read them again, though, because one of them is not true. No, one is he married a lady, and the other is the kids. Everybody was killed. Right. Yeah. In a fire. 
Oh, well, incurable romantic that I am. I'm going to like, I like the one that he married the, the woman. So I'm going to say that everybody was killed, but that's sort of horrific. But I'll go with everybody was killed. And they, they were not killed. They died of, of, of smallpox or the original Spanish flu. Spanish monkeypox. They, so. they, they, they died in the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic. That's what happened to them. Final answer, Les. Yes, it's they all died. Oh God! Oh. Well, um, unfortunately for every well for for everyone really, that I you told us all. He lost his his early family, his first family. He lost three children and his wife in a fire. Although one son oh. survived, so he did he did have one kid. Oh. Um, it is true that his father sold goods to Union soldiers and supported them by flying the Yankee flag over the house. Um. But here's the deal. He did teach at some point at the University of um, Nebraska-Lincoln. He didn't go there. In 1946, at the age of 85, <laughs> secretly wed Romanian artist Micheline Resco in his Walter Reed Hospital apartment. Oh, wow. Resco was 35 years his junior. Wow. And he lived like two more years. What's so nice for him? I don't even know. Well, no, they met. They must have, uh, you know. She was the Ang and the Cole of, of Walter Reed Hospital. <laughs> right, right. Well, he wasn't rich, was he? Oh, oh, oh. He wasn't well, she rich, was he? So she, he did marry a younger woman, but he was not her schoolmate. He was 85. Yeah, no, she he didn't know her. He had never met her. It was a younger woman that he met at Walter Reed Hospital, I guess. Oh, so not like Carol Channing. No, not. <laughs> no, no, Carol Channing married her, her I know. high school right, sweetheart. Right, right, right. even interviewed Carol Channing, and she talked about her high school sweetheart. He was with her. No, he was with he her. He was there. It was Harry Collegiate. They were, yeah. big, they were big on funding arts education, you know, creative yeah. and arts education, so that was nice, yeah. You know who else did it, but it wasn't such a big span? Robert Viagas. Robert Viagas from Playbill. Oh. Robert Viagas from Playbill married a, a woman he had gone to school with. Oh. Yes. And he was on the show talking I, is about it that Mary? Too. I forget her name. We yeah. know Robert was David's co-worker. Yeah. I know. That's Plus for a while. And yeah. also Dave, both David's, right? You both worked at Playbill in some capacity. Oh. I, I've never worked at Playbill, no. But, I oh. know, but, I, but I've met Robert. Anyway, uh. this is interesting. Oh. Leslie, you get to be the guinea pig. Oh, God. This question goes to you. Oh, boy. And it's a brand new kind of question. Oh, of course it is. Sure. Oh, yeah. get, get the old lady while she's down and suffering. Go ahead, do it. Do well, it. She might not have been third, had she? You know, Honestly, I think you're going to get it. I think you're going to show show the. Show I'm going to show everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. This is All right. Go ahead. One letter. That is the name of. of oh, this change group. one letter. I got you. I know how that works. Okay. Right, go ahead. So. For example, here's a here's you a sample. Tell your guests that Leslie was on game shows, so Leslie might be a shoe yeah, in for this. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is the fake one. This is the you can all play this one. Okay. Oh. Change one letter. The clue is, oh. it holds any picture you got. Change one letter and it's hot. Oh, I got it. Hold wait. Uh, Say it again. It holds any picture oh. you got. Okay. Yes, I have I it also. Okay. It's Frame, frame to flame. Frame and flame, yeah. right. Got it. Got it. That's the fake one. Good. Leslie, here's the real one. Yeah, that was the easy one. Now now comes yeah, the one. Yeah, that was the X's and Z's and all sorts of actually, It's okay. actually in um, middle, middle English, and it yeah. has three letters. Well, you know, that was my specialty, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, Leslie, aside from coaching. Here we go. Here we <laughs> but go. I wasn't out koshering ostriches. I was studying... <laughs> oh, so you get one point each for each... 
word. All right, here we go. Oh, I, oh, okay. All right. When George Washington needed a spy, he picked this 21-year-old guy. Oh. Make a synonym for stop by changing his name, and you can win this patriotic game. Give me a second. I got to run through a bunch of names in my head. Sure. I think David has. It. Of course, David's a historian. I mean, <laughs> it's like. Well, he didn't know when the Spanish American War was. He was just bluffing. Sometimes. Oh, can... I see. Okay. All right. Hush, hush, hush. I really have to think now. Boy, I'm glad somebody is. I can't. Um, 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 oh, you know, I'm running through the names of spies and I can't even come up with an alternate word. And I have alternate words for, 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 for yield, for, for what was that word stop, but I'm not getting anything that can turn one into the other. Mm. I mean, hmm. Oh, oh, I don't like this. You like it less than three clues no, in the news. David has to say that's what she said. <laughs> no, no, yeah, right. No, I, I don't mind this as much as three clues in the news, but I I can't come up with with I can come up for words for each, but none of them can change into the other one, is my point. I have four or five letter words for for stop, and I have a four letter word for, for a spy. So and it's only one letter and it has to be in the same part of the word. Yeah. So Think that's the that's the kicker. Oh, I got it. 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 Hawk and hail. When George Washington needed a spy, he picked this twenty one year old guy. Make a signal stop by changing his name. Hail. Nathan Hale and Hall. Patriotic game. Holt. Holt and Hale. David Hale. That's did you come up with it? Were you uh yeah, I had it. But I was thinking of Major Andre, so I was trying to find some word that, that meant halt that had the letters Andre in it. Mm. I was altogether wrong. I'm well, glad I found it. Right, Leslie. Well done. Yeah, I came Very up with halt. Today was the day that uh, Nathan Hale volunteered to help George Washington by spying on the British, and a few months later he had one, but one life to give, and he gave it. So, right. right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So much for trusting, so much for trusting Washington. Yeah, I came up with Dick Sean. That's of course I Good for you. Yeah. He was very young at the time. He was very young at the time. So here's the deal. We have, at the end of the second round, a game with Leslie ahead six points to Rogers two, David not yet on the board. It's still a takeable game by anybody. I but, think David. David's going to take it. I all think. right. Let's go we'll, ahead. We'll never know. We never know. Steal everything. But... Have, a, have a little faith in me, Roger. Come on. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. So, David Stewart, guess what I have for you? Uh, three clues in the news? Yes, I do. Yes, oh, I have boy. a three clues in the news for you. Right. Okay, go ahead. You may get this. You may get this. Here we go. The three clues connected to another word that we're looking for is, are bedroom, key, Race. Huh. Mm. Huh. Now, what happened in the news that would fit this? Mm. 
I know what I, I know something that would fit with key and race, but I don't know if it fits with bedroom. Um, uh, what happened? Uh, oh, oh, master. Oh, is that your final answer? Yes. Oh, excellent. Well, mister, you are a master because that is the correct answer. Oh, David. Master key and the master race. Yes, David Seward, two points on the board. You're because, on the board. And, yeah, and um, you know why why that yeah. works this week? Because uh, Donald Trump wants a special master to go over all his classified documents. Well, he, he may oh. very well get it and push this thing off until next November. Well, you know? you know why he asked for it? Because he thought that if he asked for a special master, Someone was going to show up with whips and chains <laughs> and pee on him and pee on him. That was yeah. a big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. so he was saying to his lawyers, you know, oh, yeah, sure, just have her show up at 11 o'clock tonight, right? Right, right. Melania is out of town. Oh, man. Oh, my lord. Oh, my lord. Anyway, David, congratulations. You're on the board now, which means yeah. that we've still got two, four, we still have a tieable game. Oh. So, somebody, yeah, it can still happen. Who was who was the one that that? Congratulations, uh, David. Who was the one that was supposed to have the affair with Trump and hit him, beat him in the ass with the uh, with oh, the flowers, magazine? flowers, right? Oh, no, no, that no, was, no, no, that was Clinton. Her um, name wasn't Flowers. You 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 screwed it up by saying that. But flowers was, was Clinton. It was she beat him over the head, or she beat him. She spanked him with with a with a with a magazine that had his cover. It was a buxom blonde, and I cannot think of her name now. Summers or something like that. With, For, uh, with Forbes magazine, because he was on the cover. <laughs> Man. And I, he enjoyed it, so I thought she should have, you know, for his ass, for his size ass. Stormy Daniels? Been. Was that it? Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Daniels. That's that's right. Yes. That's yes. That's All right. Now, a story <laughs> is going over Roger's head right now, because, Roger, this next question is yours, and it is also three clues in the news. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, luck, oh, Roger. Today's Good game luck, is Roger. so interesting. All right. But here we go. Roger. Don't this overthink it, Roger. Yeah. Yeah. Here they're we clues, go. So it can be words, names, whatever. They're clues. And the clues are Ponzi, Ray, Atlas. Hmm. Ponzi, Ray, R A Y. Mm -hmm. Atlas. Yes. Something in the news. Yes. Recently, or it will have been within the past week or so, definitely. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Wish I'd been reading the newspapers. <laughs> Man, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm blanking on this one. Not that I wasn't blanking on the others too, but this one, <laughs> this one is really. Uh, What's hey, the show you're working on? <laughs> yeah, I mean Ponzi. I, I keep thinking of Bernie Madoff. You know, so that's why I said, is it recent Ponzi scheme? You know, um, but Ray and Atlas. Remember, th those three words aren't in the news. The word you're looking for it's like, is something in the news. It would be like Ponzi blank or blank Ponzi, right? And then. I, 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 I'm sorry on this one. I'm I'm not coming up with anything. I would 
So remind everybody that you are in the play Love, Sex, and Real Estate, and that is playing at the Chain Theater from September, what is it, September 16th through October 1st, right yep. down on, um, and people can get tickets. Um, we don't have time for you to read out how to get tickets again, but they can find, just Google it. You can get tickets. Yeah. Um, right. That. Right. Let's roll a die. I wish that helped me get the answer, but it doesn't. <laughs> rolling a one, rolling a one, rolling a four. Nope. Rolling a six, Leslie. You can put the game away. I've come up with a word for each one, but not one word for all of them. I've got Ponzi scheme, Ray Liotta, and what was the last one? Uh, Atlas. Atlas. Oh, and Atlas Shrugged. And that's and so my mind is completely full of those words. Well, Atlas Shrugged is pretty random. Sorry. Oh, I've actually it. read that book, if you can believe it. I, I did, too. I actually met her at college when I was in oh. college. Oh. And you're still living. Yes, and I'm still living. She was a tiny, nasty little woman. Yeah. Very waspy. Very no, waspy. Well, not a wasn't waspy. Woman. She was a yid, but okay. Was, I was saying, waspy. but it, waspy in the way that she behaved, like nasty. a little wasp woman. Nasty. Uh. Nasty. Very nasty little woman. Very much, well, that's what I think, and that's the way it is, you know, that kind of attitude. I, I'm, I'm, I gave you my answers, and none of them, none of them fit with each one, so I'm, I'm out. Okay. I'm tapped, and I'm not in anything, so go ahead. So, David Sheward, you can uh, get two more points and be in second place if you get this right. Okay. You got it, David? Uh, okay. Hold on one second. One second. Oh, of course. Hmm. This is interesting. You're watching oh, what's gone by, by the way. Oh, he's cheating. He's going to get a dictionary. Right. I, I, of course. Of course. But it isn't. You can't do it that way. You can't cheat. There's no fair cheat. You can't. He's not doing that. I think he's going to bring something. I think he knows. He's going to show us. He's going to show us. Oh, yeah. oh he's going to show us Ayn Rand. He's going to show us his copy of Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. You need a weightlifter to carry it. But here, come on. Here he comes. Oh, that helps. Oh, that helps. I get it. I can't stop loving you because oh, the yeah. answer is Charles. Is oh, it? yes. Yes. You are a ray of light, David Sheward. That's right. The answer is Charles. Right Charles. in the face. Wow. Charles Ponzi and Charles Atlas. And of course, why is Charles in the news? Because he's now the king. He's King Charles III, of course. Yes. So. Good job, David. And wait uh, a minute. Where does it fit with 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 Atlas? Charles, Charles Atlas. Atlas. I'm sorry. I, I I got my own word shrugged in my head instead of the right word. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. And got I it. figured I figured I I haven't heard of Charles Ponzi, but I guess he's the one that the scheme is named after. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah. Evidently. Yeah. So well done, David. Schumer. Well done, David. Wow. Well, David. Well Game alive, because now if you get the next question. It doesn't go directly to you, but if Leslie bounces and it bounces back to you, we have a we do can have a tie game. Okay, it's really exciting. Okay, so, oh, so exciting. This question though goes to Leslie. Now, Leslie, if you get it right, you're home free. You're clear. You win. So okay. Oh. The year was two thousand and one. Indian actor Amitabh Bakshan is awarded the Actor of the Century Award at the Alexandria Film Festival in Egypt. Which of these is false about India's most famous David, actor who has uh, done more than 200 David, movies? Yeah. Robert Biagas just texted in and said he has a new book about theater ghost stories. Do you want to have him as a guest? Are you joking? Is that real? <laughs> Are you watching this? Hi for me, Joyce. <laughs> he chatted in, so it's like 
You know, it's like when you say like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, like it appears so. Robert Biagas. Oh my God, right. my, my former right. coworker and boss, really cool guy, and he was on this show. Of course, I want him back on the show. Yes, Ro Robert. Um, okay, but uh, forgive me. The the this is by Amitabh Bakshan, the really the most famous actor in India. Made more than two hundred movies, but which of these is not true about Bakshan? Uh, this is for Leslie. This this question A. He was the first South Asian actor to ever be put in wax at Madame Tussauds. B, in his only American film, he played a Jewish gangster. <laughs> C, since 2012, he's been the Hindi spokesperson for Cadbury and famously dressed as a bunny for one award ceremony. Or D, he made only one black and white film. Which of these is ah. false? Huh. Ah. So, Madame Tussauds, black and white, bunny costume. What was the third one that I'm missing? In his only American film, he played a Jewish gangster. I would bet I would bet my life on that one. I would bet my life that that's true. <clears throat> We're looking for which is false, right? Right. I would assume that he was willing to play a Jewish gangster, but not willing to play a bunny. I'm going to say the bunny. Is that your... Fine. Oh, God, I just came up on camera, which I did not want to do. Oh, you look great. You look great. That is fine. Come on. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Well, you look lovely momentarily. You look lovely in that picture also. And you know what? You the look ceiling look good, too. You have the glow of victory about you because you just got that question right. You got two more points. Well done, Leslie Hobang Blake. It Yay, me. Um. It's false. Anything to do with Cadbury or the ever dressed with the bunny? That's pretty funny. Um, he was voted Peter's hottest vegetarian several uh -huh. times during his his career. Hottest vegetarian. Hottest vegetarian. Hottest vegetarian. He was, in fact, the first South Asian actor ever to be at Madame Tussauds. There are now half a dozen, and he played in the Baz Luhrmann remit. Well, the Baz Luhrmann version of The Great Gatsby. They cast him as Meyer Wolfsheim. Oh, and, and I saw that he deals with. Yeah, and I saw that movie. I don't remember him. Was well, a very short <laughs> movie, and well, it's, um, but well, he made this show. He was on. He's on this show. How you know? So he's yeah. famous, right? Now he's very. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. Roger, Roger, don't yet go away. I know we've kept you a long time, but it's been absolutely wonderful. But here's the deal. We have one more question, even though it doesn't matter. Even though <laughs> Leslie won the game, she is the queen. She is the princess. That's Listen, all right. You're a hundred percent better now. Does winning the game take away all your flu? No, actually it doesn't, but thank you for saying that. Anyway, we give out, we do one more question. Roger, do you happen to have a pen and paper or something? I have a pen and paper. Oh, because our last question is a little different. It's a fill in, it's a filling answer. It's not a multiple choice. And everybody writes down his or her answer. And say, I'm just saying, they're all answered at the same time. Okay. That's all there is well, to it. So what you're going to let me do is say it before they put their oh, papers. Oh, so sorry. Right? That's right. Um, yeah. Or you can turn on your camera briefly again and just go like this. But no, well, no, no that means I have to sit up and find a paper, and I'm not capable of doing that. Okay. Oh, no problem. Here's the deal. It doesn't mean anything. Leslie's already won. But just oh. for That's right. It doesn't mean anything, even if you guys get the right answer. Oh, wow. That's Here we go. The year... Well, so, so, Roger, also, what you'll do is I'll read the question, you'll write yeah. the answer down, then I'll read the question again, I'll give a three, two, one countdown, 
Leslie will say her answer, and you guys will hold yours up to the screen. Cool? Cool. Okay. The year was 1915. Though his family was from Wexford, Ireland, born today in Brooklyn, is this actor who did some Broadway before working extensively in film and television. After his RKO contract brought him to winged victory, Warner Brothers heated up his career with white heat. After surviving the killers, he was DOA, but then he walked with a barefoot Contessa to an Oscar win. Name that actor. David is on it. I know the answer. Leslie is on it. I'm wondering if A, Roger is on it, or B, Roger ever worked with it. No, no, it would have been a little early enough. Um, don't say it. Don't say it. I won't say it. I get to say it. So tell me when you're finished, Roger, and I'll read the question one more time, and then I will. Yeah, do it. read it one more time. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it doesn't count. I, I'm totally relieved. <laughs> this yes. is my acting, Roger. Do you think I'm indicating? Yes, I am. <laughs> the year was depends, like depends on. Depends on what it was you were trying to show us, David. (laughs) Though his family was from Wexford, Ireland, born today in Brooklyn, is this actor who did some Broadway before working extensively in film and TV. After his RKO contract brought him to wing victory, Warner Brothers heated up his career with white heat. After surviving the killers, he was DOA. But then he walked with a barefoot Contessa to an Oscar win. Name that actor three, two, one. Let's wait, see. Wait, I get to say it first. Hey, say it, Leslie. Say it, Leslie. Edmund O'Brien. Okay, I sing Edmund O'Brien on David's and and Roger. Did, did, I can see your thing. Cagney, of course, from White. Well, Cagney no. would have been the obvious choice, but it's Edmund O'Brien because of I, the I, I I couldn't think of anybody other than yeah. O'Brien would have been yeah. Edmund yeah. O'Brien was so so both. David and Leslie, congratulations. You got wow. two points for that because it didn't count. You know, my, wow. father was a very, my father was a very strange man. As a, as a little girl, he was took me girl? to movies. father was a little girl? <laughs> as a little wow. girl. He took me to see things like Gone with the Wind and DOA. Oh. Not, not children's movies by any stretch of the imagination. And no. I'll never forget Ed, no. I'll never forget Edmund O'Brien and DOA. What a what a fabulous concept that was. Hmm. They they remade it and it wasn't as good somehow. Nobody could sweat like like Edmund O'Brien could sweat. They say that he was he really you see that the sweat he, he had a he had a skill on his it was on his resume, sweat on on cue. He could sweat on cue. Could you well, teach that, Roger? Could you teach an actor like such a thing? Oh, I, I, I'm sure I could give it a shot, but I don't know. I don't know. But that explains a lot about Leslie, what she said about her father and seeing those yes. movies. <laughs> yes, I, I was warped at an early age. <laughs> Actually, Roger, I, I, no joke here. I want to ask one last question of you. Like, if you have a scene where an actor is supposed to cry, right? Cry? Your acting class has to cry. Do yeah. you tell them how to do it do you say no don't cry because the audience is supposed to cry you're supposed to be on the verge of tears what would be your if you were teaching a scene where the character is supposed to cry and the actor is having trouble what would you tell them well i probably would would say to them 
if they to try to think of something from their past that they felt so strongly about if and if they can't do that and sometimes sometimes that happens i would remind them that crying can be inside you and you don't have to show you you know you can don't I have to ha you don't please? have to have tears to, Leslie's to also. Yeah. So Leslie, can i answer this please yeah. I was in Charles Ludlam's stage blood at the University of Rochester on a letter of agreement contract in the in the late 70s. And we had to be we had to be vetted by Charles Ludlam himself. And Joe Saravo was in the cast. And I played the mother. And stage blood is, is a is a is a weird version of Hamlet, where the mother is having an affair with the guy playing Hamlet. Joe Saravo played Hamlet. I played the mother. And she she's giving her son and her daughter acting advice and she says to them i'm going i'm i'm paraphrasing wildly she says well i read a book by uta hagen that says that you must think of something sad in your own life but quite frankly darling i simply put an onion in a handkerchief well that can yeah well yeah i normally i i and i just uh, i just yeah. always thought that was the best friggin acting advice anybody ever gave anybody i just thought that was wonderful well, just just give her a handkerchief uh, an onion. Keep onion, an onion, an onion and a handkerchief. She but, would put an onion in her handkerchief. Yeah. I usually the, the sharpened end of a protractor and stab myself in the testicles. Yes, that was another way that they didn't oh, bother putting that in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, always a prop. Always yeah. a prop. Yeah. Anyway, when, I am prop my son was little. When my son was little, he got to be in Oliver at, at the uh, uh, well, Chelsea. Yeah. Not the real Oliver, the, the, the one that the Whoopi Goldberg started a children's theater in Chelsea, where we lived at the Hudson Guild. And he was in that company. OK. And so he, he got to play the lead and he needed to he needed to cry for some reason. So I tried to explain to him that whole theory, you know, the whole think of something sad that happened. So he said, all right, I'll think about my dog dying. And he cried for days. Oh, <laughs> he he oh couldn't God. stop crying. And I had to try to explain that you have to you, you have to harness that. You have to make it something else. He just cried all the time. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. He's a real method actor. He's a real method actor. Yes, he was. He doesn't act anymore. I think I was. I think I'm a little screwy. No, but I, I love the idea go. that you put your child through terrible trauma for the sake of acting. That's yeah. true theater. That's yeah, you know right. what? He wanted to That's do this. Rich. He came That's to me rich. and he said, "I want to be an actor." And I handed him a copy of Backstage. He was 11. I said, "Mummy's got her own career, darling. You go ahead." I did not want to be a stage mother. I did not want to push him. You know, I figured if he wanted to do it, he would do it. Well, right. I am thrilled that all of us here love the profession, love theater, love acting, love film, too, and love being on Dave's Gone By. So I have to thank very, very, very much the three people who are in front of, well, two are in front of me. One is, is in front of me. Let, let's start uh, with our new friend of the neighborhood, Roger Hendricks Simon. Let us kindly remind people one more time that he is going to be in a play from September 16th through October 1st. It's called Love, Sex, and Real Estate. It's at the Chain Theater uh, on 312 West 36th Street, just off 8th Avenue. Um, and, and okay, I will we'll take the moment. Tell us how to get tickets, Roger. Okay, get your pens and pencils out. Here we go. I guess you can Google it, Love, Sex, and Real Estate, uh, at the American Renaissance Theater, uh, you That's can Google the play, or you can go online to um, R O U R 
dot show slash art C and then slash eight eight five one seven again R you are, you are joking. You no, are really not joking. joking. That's a whole no, I wish I were joking. They that's what no, they I, put I down. Mean the people are gonna be writing this down. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's our going, show. Going to the chain theater, I think makes more sense, but okay. Yeah, if you, can, show. you can Google it. Yeah. Uh, and you'll probably find the dates and the and the and the and the and the way to to get tickets. I think that's best. But it's r o u r dot show slash art c. That's a r t c slash eight eight five one seven. Okay. Hope to see you. Hope to see you. And also, by the way, people are interested in taking um and in, in acting lessons with Roger Hendrick Simon. You can email him r h s studio at gmail thank you and that could be directors and and writers as well all three disciplines are invited rabbis too and rabbis absolutely who are best actors actually yes yeah yeah because they're faking believing in anything but here no just kate they're gonna come and get you david (laughs) ostriches they're gonna come in riding ostriches and get you yes they koshered (laughs) and singing like dick sean now leslie hoban blake um, I know you're under the weather, but is there anything we can watch of yours and Charlie? Yeah, we'll be, we're just about to post um, our review of. Oh, Lordy, what did what was that review? Oh, oh, of Kinky Boots with oh, Brian oh, Scott oh, Lipton. It'll it'll be up by it'll be up by Saturday night or Sunday morning on um, your YouTube channel, which is two on the aisle. Right. So you can see. And then David Sheward will be reviewing. As you like it with us on Sunday morning, but we won't have that up until Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Now, speaking of David Stewart, he's right here with us. What have you written about this week? Uh, well, uh, I've been away in Maine, so I haven't been, sure. and and I I didn't get to see As You Like It until last night. So uh, I'll be. Did you like that. it? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, it was, I enjoyed as uh, uh, yeah. There's another play called Ass You Like It. A S S. Ass you like it. Yes. Yes. I enjoyed it. Yes, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was David. Is that the one in the park? Yes, yes, (laughs) the musical in the park. Hey, what character in Midsummer Night's Dream also shows up in Ass You Like It? Oh, bottom. Yes, thank you. Bottom. Just kidding. Okay. Which is a verb as well as a a noun. Um, (laughs) Along with kosher. Along with kosher, yes. Okay. I also, okay, so I'm I'm also, so I'll have a review of that eventually, even though the show is closing on Sunday, but. I will have, uh, and uh, let me see what else. I just wrote a blog post about, it's interesting, Nathan Lane has won his Emmy finally, primetime Emmy for his guest performance on Only Murders in the Building, but he has two daytime Emmys for his cartoon voiceover work. So I'm writing a little piece about uh, his cartoon, his oh. cartoon history. And I'm sorry, I, David, when were the Emmys announced? The, well, the daytime Emmys, I'm sorry, the guest performer Emmys come out the week before the actual ceremony. So we know the winners of the guest Emmys, but the primetime Emmys are going to be handed out on um, Monday. Okay, but when did the guest Emmys come out? That's what I'm asking. I believe it was last Sunday. Yeah. I totally missed it. I'm going to have to go look it up. Yeah. I really yeah. just, it went right by me. Okay. Lori Metcalf won, the woman from Squid Game won, and Coleman Domingo won. Oh, oh I love Coleman Domingo. Which I think yeah. is great. Was that from uh, Walking Dead or something else? No, he did. He's on a show called Euphoria on HBO. Oh, I, yeah, I don't watch it, but I know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's um, much too young for me. 
and I have uh, a couple of blog posts about, I've been blogging a lot about uh, just what's going on with announcements on Broadway. The fact that Jefferson Mays is gonna do Christmas Carol, that Into the Woods is extending to uh, the beginning of January of next year. And probably the New York, New York musical with, uh, based on the movie, uh, with uh, uh, not be, well inspired by the movie, it's going to have a different plot, but the same songs and new songs by Lin Manuel Miranda and John Kander will probably go into the St. James if Into the Woods is not still playing in the spring. Wow! Who mm. was working with? So, yeah, there was a very surprise um, pairing of I know who it is the the the, the black act black comic from the uh, Late Show, the Late Late Show on, oh God, Seth, Seth Meyer's show. Uh -huh. Working with um, Matthew Lopez. Oh, oh a lot. He, I mean, what is his new show? He has a new musical coming out. What is it, David? You would know. Off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I okay. Well, anyway, I can't think of her name. She's an adorable little thing. She has a show of her own on Oh, Peacock. I think I know who you mean, but I can't think of her name. Yeah, I can't think of her name. I'm sorry. I, I apologize in advance. Moisha. Moisha. We'll call her Moisha. <laughs> Yeah. But right, it so, was a very odd pairing because I didn't know that she worked on music at all. I didn't know she was a lyricist, which is, I think, what she's uh, in there doing. So that stuff is on the, my blog, The David Desk, as well as I, a while ago, I did an update on the Carol Bur re reconstructing the Carol Burnett show. Mm. And I'll have another one on that soon. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Mm. Good to have you back on the show. Good to have you back in New York, David. Even though I'm not in New York anymore. But, but great to have so you. When does school start, David? Monday? Uh, I started school on Tuesday of this past week. Oh, it's already started. So it's how's it started. going? It's all right. You started school, David? What, no, I'm teaching. Right. I'm teaching. Oh, great. Where are you teaching? At a high school, a public high school in Queens. Great. Wow. It's, that's putting bread on the table. Hey, man, I knew you when. I knew yeah. you when. You know, you finally made it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, taught, I taught through my entire acting career. I taught. I was able to get away with it. I was. I would go out in stock. I would leave early, you know, months early and come back months late. They were very kind to me. It was a wonderful gig. So I don't knock it. And I was able to raise a kid. So I, I'm very fond of, and I love teaching. I was. I love children. So that worked out very well. Yeah, I'm doing it too. I'm. I'm I started teaching two weeks ago. So I'm, oh, right, right. Where are you teaching, going? Dave? In Maryland, right? Adjunct, adjunct stuff. I'm. I'm. I'm teaching at uh, two local universities that I want. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah but great. still, that's, that's terrific. You just got there, you know, and you got you got work anyway. Yeah, it was kind of nice. I, I bribed people, I blew people. It was, it was, it was a lot <laughs> that's of great. That's great. Adjuncts. Adjuncts. You don't want yeah, your be... license revoked. Yeah, no, yeah. That's yeah. true. Joyce, be... give my regards to Robert V. August when you get to him. And and I'm sure he gives regards to all of us since he, he knows all of us, I'm sure. So, Guys, it's been fabulous. It's been wonderful. Um, Roger, please come back. Uh, um, you know, tell us more stories about people and and play the game with us too. And you guys, I, I hope to see you next week here on Dave's Gone By. In Bye. Take care, love. So I'm just gonna um, thank you, Dave. Go individually. Everybody, kiss and wave. Kiss and wave. I I am, but you can't see me. <laughs> oh, this is Ray Charles. Oh, <laughs> signing off. Right. Signing off. <laughs> I can't Bye, stop loving you. <laughs> oh, here we go. Bye, Ray. Bye. And it's just me, Dave Lefkowitz, here in the neighborhood with the 800, good Lord, 800 
and 63rd episode of Dave's Gone By live on this Saturday morning. It is, um, what, what, what month is it? September. Choices take, like, take it down. Okay. I wasn't trying to battle, like, a little bit of, there's not a lot of sound out here. No, no, I think you, you come off very clear and loud. I'm hyper. Okay, so. Live here on this September. Do it like Mr. Rogers. In the neighborhood. Here on this September 10th. 2022. You're putting your sweater. I'll take off. No, I gotta take this off. I'll take dun, off my shoes. Dun, 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 and my sweater. Dun, dun, dun. And my sweater. Don't you be my neighbor. Time to feed the fish. Yes, feed the feed fish. Feed the fish. I'm, st- I'm, no, I'm more like Bob Ross than even in no, Mr. No, Rogers. No, no, that's Mr. Rogers. I, that's the vibe. Yeah. Welcome to the neighborhood. And uh, this is our 863rd episode. If you were episode. painting, you'd be Bob Ross. Well, you are special. Well, you're you. special. I'm special. I'm, I travel on the special bus. That reminds bus. me of that sea, the smaller guy. Hmm. What do you want to do? Because but it's any, already 11:42. Yeah, we're fine. Well, we'll do a little bit of Grizzly Crimes and Old Times. Okay. Then we'll do the Colorado Limerick of the Damned. Okay. I'll I'll mention the friends of the neighborhood, and we're out of here. We'll be done by like 2:30. So here's the by deal. By 2:30. I know. I know. I know. I know. So here's the deal. Okay. No. Let's move on with the program. This episode of Dave's Gone By. Because we do have some really crimes at all times. There's criminality that has been building up. These come from, and as I've mentioned before, oh, I forgot to, I keep forgetting to show David Sheward the, oh, yeah. the Spotsylvania Museum. You have to show him next time. You yeah. might want to see it. Always forget. Anyway, but here's the Greeley Tribune actual real newspaper that covers things you like. Whether or not you're in a garden, I wouldn't, and don't angry the trees. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Um, so there's two columns, real actual columns and a real actual newspaper based on real things. So one of them has to do with phone calls that come into the local police department from people who see weird things happening in the neighborhood and they want to tell the the cops, hey, check this out. Also, there's uh, something called 100 Years Ago, where our friend uh, Peter, Mike Peters, goes through the papers back from 100 years ago and looks for the weirdest, goofiest, funniest things that were actually published back in 1922. We mix both of these up, and we like to call this segment Grilly Crimes and Old Times. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, really crimes of old times, where um, I choose, I select from the paper. The, I am hyper. This is how I do the show. This is how I am in front of the kids every every morning, hour after hour. Yeah. All right. So here's it's time for some criminality. I, I wanted. To, I was about to say the year is. So no different segment. Here as it goes. This happened within a week or two or three in northern Colorado. Man! Uh-oh. At an 8th Avenue fast food restaurant. Oh, no. Asked police to check his food for chloroform. Oh, <laughs> because his tongue started going numb after he ate. Oh. I eat like that. I go, numb, 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 numb. Oh. <laughs> that like could, that. That's a real... I watched that spy thing on Netflix. That's real. It could be Or it could have fugu. It could have, you know, numbed his, his senses a little bit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say what restaurant it is. They don't do that in the paper. By the way, there was a caller on 34th Avenue who reported seeing a man with a top hat spinning around a light pole. 
Oh, that's Gene Kelly. Yeah, right. I remember for his ringing. <laughs> he's kind of just springing around in a top hat. Probably one of the, some kid from UNC acting, you know, acting major. Well, maybe he was hallucinating. The, the, the dancer or the actual both. person? Yeah, both. <laughs> a caller on 23rd Avenue. Oh, hello. Hello, caller. I'm going to make myself deaf in this here. A caller on 23rd Avenue said, a man wearing only underwear. So, you know, this is going to be good. Yelled, quote, you think I'm broke, baby, but I'm not. <laughs> That's CeeLo Green. <laughs> oh, is it really? Is that where that's from? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe he was doing an, an, an reenactment of CeeLo Green. And by the way, of all the people I want to see in underwear, mm -hmm. CeeLo Green. Mm -hmm. Just say it. Not that I'm beautiful in underwear, but uh, ooh, we just saw a black butterfly. Beautiful. Oh, look, and there's the deer. Deer, 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 deer mm -hmm. in the other yard. Oh, please, if the deer comes into our yard, if it's not spooked by my yapping, I'll turn the, uh, no, the computer around. No, I think he's the one who sleeps there. I think he's going to go schluff. Oh. Oh, dear me. Oh, dear. <laughs> Maybe he'll come around and ask for money. I'll give him a buck. <laughs> I gotcha. You know, we see the daughter all the time of the deer. The daughter of the deer all the time. Mm -hmm. But then his son. Oh, I hear the phone, honey. I have to go. <laughs> a caller... On 12th Avenue, oh, bring, 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 sitting next to me because this caller reported smelling gas. No, no. After a woman shut off the building's entire electricity using a crowbar. What? What the heck's going on down there? I, I don't know what's going on in Greeley, Colorado, man. Mm. A woman shut off the building's entire electricity using a crowbar. How do you do that? How would you even know how to do that? I, I don't know. I, uh. I only have something funny to say. It's just so, like, outrageously violent. Keep your eye on the deer. I'm trying to let my eye on him. I want to see him. I think he's sleeping in the woods. That's oh, like his come here, down. deer. Come to our yard. Oh. Uh, one more. One more crime. A man... Hopefully it's not about deer. ...on 10th Street said he saw unexplained lights in the sky. But far. they disappeared when he started recording. You know, that's the case. That's the it, UFOs. Like, it's like Sasquatch or the... Chupacabra, they always hide when you get out the camera. Just when the camera's coming. How do they know right, that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a miracle. I don't know how they know. You know, I did see Chupacabra. And I said, funny, you don't look Jewish. Moving onward. Let's do some old times. <laughs> I'm making that face of the, yeah. the hump. Let's do some old times. These okay. are things that were in the actual paper 100 years ago. Local politician Charles Wheeler mm. said he was sure he would win state office again. If he could just eliminate useless holidays. Oh, God. Like Colorado Day, for oh, example. He's never going to win. I know. How are you going to win on a platform like that? I'm just watching for the deer. He said the only people who get off work that day are state workers. Like, yeah, he's going to make a lot of friends with that you platform. You know how many people work for the state? I mean, did he think that out? Who's yeah. his campaign package? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe this led, though, to the creation of Potato Day. Yeah. Which I think was today. I think Potato Day is today. In Greeley, Colorado, get out there, show your love. Ah. Potato day. It won't be the same without you. I know. You were the yeah. official, unofficial mascot. <laughs> potato day. I mean, we should have, we should have, like, flown in. You should have worn your potato costume. You know, you're, well, it's back in New York, I think. Mm -mm. We brought. No, we no, we didn't bring it. We should have brought it. I thought we brought it. Mm. We'll have to look. In a speech at Colorado State Teachers College, mm -hmm. oh, we know it well. Dr. Edward Steiner criticized some too zealous patriots 
foreign-born, Dr. Steiner says he loves the country, but he has, quote, lost some respect for the flag because he saw young patriots forcing others to kneel down and kiss the flag, unquote. That's a whole thing. That's a Saturday night for That's you. a new way to do hazing. I've, yeah. I mean, I've heard of hazing. But I like that. I like this idea of, like, you, you know, we need more people like him now. Is that you can be a patriot and love America, Everybody but you don't have can to be a critical thinker. Be, you know, Tucker fucking Carlson. In another attempted auto theft, a man was seen trying to start an auto mm-hmm. south of Alt. Alt is oh, a little no. town in, in northern oh, Colorado. No. The owner shouted at him and, th- and threatened to smash his head into a post. Oh, my God. The man was arrested and later told the judge he thought the auto was abandoned. Therefore, he reasoned, it should have been the property of the first person who found it. Mm. Is that this expression, mm. finders, keepers, mm. losers? Well, yeah, it's an auto. You can't do that with a car. <laughs> like, nobody's near the car at the moment. Yeah. I I'll saw it. it. Yeah. You can't do that. That's not good. But this idea of smashing a guy's head into a post, people were violent back then. They really were. People protected their property. Oh, there was a column mm-hmm. in the newspaper back in 1922. This is what the editors wrote for the Greeley Tribune Republican. It was called mm-hmm. back then. One Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old, <laughs> my boyfriend came over to take me for a ride in his pony cart. Oh, no. It's 10 years good. old. While we were riding, the sun was very hot, oh, and I was, I was holding an umbrella to shade my head. Of course. My boyfriend said his pony was getting hot, so he took my umbrella and held it over the pony's head, Aww. leaving me in the sun without even a hat. Wow. That ended my first love affair. You know, if that guy had done that in Central Park, he'd be a hero. Yeah, that's... Who was the guy who used to be on your show? He was obsessed with... Brian Gary. Brian Gary used yeah. to come on here. Um, the grandson of Eddie Cantor. He would he yeah. would come on this, this program yeah. and rant... Uh, he's not alone. About the way horses were treated in carriage mm-hmm. rides in Central Park. And a week ago, in New York, front page of the New York Post, uh, a horse collapsed. And the driver was like whipping it, trying to get him, get him off the pavement. And this is really going to probably yeah, finally stop yeah. the carriage rides. And, and it, it, yeah. As always, it, it takes the death. It yeah. takes the horror. You know, yeah. It's been wrong for a million years. It takes Bill Cosby putting like his whole arm up a woman's ass. To, <laughs> not really. Not really. Feels like Putin. <laughs> to, to finally, for, for after 30 years, people saying, you know, Bill Cosby probably didn't treat women so well. Mm-hmm. It just takes that one... You know, the six million Jew, five million nine hundred ninety-nine. Yeah, but the six million Jew Holocaust, not so good. All right, let's go back to some. I don't have any other okay. other places this time. I, although no, yes, I do. I can put this. I can put this under other, and let's put this under Hollywood slash independent film. Okay. There's a movie now, mm-hmm. coming out this month, mm-hmm. just in time for Halloween, right. called Blood and Honey. Because, a few years back, the A.A. Milne Winnie the Pooh franchise went public domain. Those books were written, those characters were created long enough ago Mm -hmm. that they are in public domain. Anybody can do anything they want with Winnie the Pooh and those characters. I hope not. So now, there is a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Oh, no. Called Blood and Honey. Oh, Winnie. Poor Winnie. Or Ior. Eeyore. <laughs> oh, Pooh. 
Christopher Robin has gone away to college, mm -hmm. abandoned his old friends, it's like Toy Story 2, yeah. come back and found his old friends Pooh and Tigger have become homicidal maniacs. I don't want to see that. They're murdering women in pools, they're I, chopping heads know, off. I mean, what about some poor children who might think it's a, a, a yeah. relevant? That's terrible. Not only would they be triggered, they'd be tiggered. Yes, so that would be, yes, yes. What a horrible thing. Someone wrote that says, when Pooh kills someone, does he go, oh, bother. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, but this is real. This is, is a trailer out. It's horrible, um, and it's not animated. It, it, it's it's guys in masks of like oh, you know. That's poo. even worse. Yeah, that's it is even worse. More creepy. It, yeah, it's even more creepy. Maybe <laughs> uh, cool if someone died going ew. That's yeah. cre they probably did. Yeah. Um, oh, look at the deer's right there. She's there. See between the two sheds. No, no, no. You're not looking. Off the two sheds, Jackson. Right here. See the so she between the two sheds, the brown oh, shed. Come this way. Yeah, she's going that way. That gate. Oh. She can't. There's a gate there. Darn. Oh, come here, dear. Oh, well. Anyway, let's do some more Grilly Crimes at all times, and then we'll put this this um, segment to bed, and then be close to putting the, the, uh, this episode to bed. Uh, let's see. A, ma a caller. Ring, 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 ring. I got Near 25th Street reported someone was dropping off large bags of poisoned cat food in the neighborhood. What? Like, how do you know that? Yeah, how do you know it's poisoned? Maybe it's the guy who had the tongue, the bad, the chloroform tongue. Maybe he was eating the cat food, you know, because he couldn't afford it. Even yeah. though cat food is more expensive than people food. Yeah, now. yeah. He ate some. Is it? Well, this ain't good. This is like the Chinese cat food that they make. And, it, That's, it, and he yeah. got. And, uh, I don't. No, I, I'm making all this up. There's it's, no follow-up. No, there's no follow-up. Someone's throwing out or or no delivering bags of poisoned cat food in the neighborhood. Oh great! It's, it's like. Frisky's but hey! No, don't even let him know. Let's do another couple of these. A caller on Center Place Drive ring, 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 reported ring. a large black bag yeah. near the entrance of a burger restaurant smelled really bad. Maybe that was the core from, oh, it's all these wish things. Maybe it's the cat food they're using in the burgers. Yeah. I'm sorry, we're just, we're, we're being inundated with these little floaty white things that just flew, flew up and stayed into the camera. You can't get the, you know, we got to send them to Roger Simon's studio to teach these things you to know, act. I saw Robert write that thing, and now it's gone. So I think he must have wrote me and then deleted it. But you need to reach out to him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. No, happy, happy I have him back on yeah. the show. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. A man on 18th Street said his ex-wife refused to give him the password for TurboTax. <laughs> Imagine Isn't running to the phone, like, police, police, 911, you, I need the, the code for TurboTax. Shouldn't, you just, shouldn't you just call TurboTax? I, 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 or do your own? Yeah. Wouldn't he be filing on his own at this point? I, if he's think, an, if, I think this yeah. is leading toward the end of their time together with people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the deer's behind the neighbor's shed. Now, here's the deal. We just talked about someone reporting people dropping off bags of poison cat food. A caller on 22nd Street was having issues with some, someone throwing bags of dog food on the road. <laughs> What's going on in Greeley, Colorado with animal food? Maybe there's like a deranged shelter worker. Yeah. You know, animal shelter worker. Up in Wyoming, bags of monkey chow found on the highway. I want to tighten this. Look. Oh, it's going to be. This one's loose. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, we got to tighten that more. No. Joyce is also sitting on one of these lovely, lovely. Patio I love chairs it, but it's we just got. We didn't tighten, the we arm didn't tighten it enough. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I can, oh, and finally, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, and not a moment too soon, our last really crime at all time of the morning. A caller on 13th Street said a man was threatening to kill pickleball players on the court. Yeah, but isn't pickleball is like a really vicious game? You know, it's oh, like it? really kill it? you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's worse than like uh, the MMA or those martial arts that have no restrictions. Pickleball. <laughs> pickleball. Yeah. yeah. I tried picking, lifting those rackets, but they were too too cumbersome. Yeah. Sometimes you're sweet, and other times you're sour. Really? Yeah. Hey, honey, when you married me, that was the deal. <laughs> I speared her on that one, oh. but you know. <sighs> I better end this segment right now. Oh, this was shit. really crimes and old times, ladies and gentlemen, here on Dave's Gone By. Mr. Horace Greeley was no fool. I'm sure that you'll agree with me that Greeley was no fool. What he is getting and is that Mr. Greeley was no fool. Yippee ya. Ladies and gentlemen, it is noon Eastern Time here in the neighborhood. You're watching the 863rd episode of Dave's Gone By. We've been calling it Gimme Hendrix, because because of Roger Hendrix That's Simon, very cute, yeah. our guest in it the neighborhood. Yeah, he was he was wondering. What I wish we had more time. Man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did, did, did he write a book or am I confused? I feel like he wrote a book about I think acting, it was Robert, but I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm confused yeah. about the ghost book. But Roger Hendrick Simon, yay, mm -hmm. go see him in Love, Sex, and Real Estate, yeah. playing at the Chain Theater from Starts September 16th September, yeah. to, this week, September 16th, oh, like, wow. like Friday, I think, Jeez. through um, October 1st. It's over on 36th Street and 8th Avenue. Also go see him in the movie Love in Kilnary, which is going to be playing in the festival circuit, movie theaters, and then it will come eventually to, um, well, not, not so far away. It will apparently come to streaming, and you can watch it that way. Love in Kilnary. Mm -hmm. and, and and just look for him. He says he's going to be in, like, five movies in the upcoming year. Roger Hendricks Simon. Yay. So, um, he's a new friend of the neighborhood, David Short, our old friend of the neighborhood. You can read his reviews at theaterlife.com and culturaldaily.com. Leslie Hoban Blake, watch her on Two on the Isle with Charlie Gross on the YouTube Two on the Isle channel. But we have other friends of the neighborhood. We have other people who have been on this program over the past 20 years who are still doing amazing things, and we like to talk about them. We call that the Friends of the Neighborhood. Yes, the Friends of the Neighborhood this week include... Want to, want to give a big mazel tov and congratulations to the great, truly I use this word for reals, the great singer-songwriter Tom Paxton, wow. who has a new album out called All New. It's, it's kind of a combo album with his friends Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser, who have been making folk music for about 30, 40 years also. He's been doing it for 60. But Tom Paxton, get his new album, All New. Congratulations also that um, just a week or two ago, in August, Karen Finley, you love Karen Finley, oh, yeah. did an interview with a uh, broadcaster named Helga on WNYC Radio in New York. 
You can find it at WNYCstudios.org. It's friendly talking about her life and career, much as she did on this program. And congratulations also to Phoebe Legere, who has a brand new single out called Machine Dazzle. All these people, friends of the neighborhood, doing new things all the time. Mm-hmm. want to let you know that tomorrow, on September 11th, Beth Malone is doing a Malone Alone concert. Oh, that's a great name. At Theater Aspen in Colorado. Name. Malone Alone, that's right? That's a great name. Yeah. So go see Beth Malone. She's a real Colorado person, went to the University of Northern Colorado, and still has a lot of uh, friends there with the, the professors. Theater Aspen, she will be tomorrow, Alone. September 11th. And then September 12th, on Monday, Steve Ross is doing a tribute to Eric Michael Gillette, who's mm-hmm. getting an ASA award. So a lot of people are going to be mm-hmm. there rewarding Gillette. This is at Chelsea Table and Stage, Steve Ross. This is Monday night. Or, speaking of cabaret, also on Monday night, Karen Akers, a legend. She is doing her new show, Among My Souvenirs, at Birdland on West 44th Street. And also Monday. And also cabaret. Jeff Harner, uh, our friend Jeff Harner, is directing our recent friend Becca Kidwell in her solo musical show at Don't Tell Mama. Lots and lots of things, lots of cabaret to see on Monday night in New York. Starting on Tuesday, September 13th, Lilius White takes look at this. I love the serendipity of these things. The unplanned serendipity of radio, of podcasts. When I was talking, when we were doing the quiz, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the trickster, Hermes. Oh, yes. In, in uh, that character. What, what was it related to? It was the pinky finger. Mm-hmm. It was related to Hermes. Starting on Monday, on Broadway, Whoa. Lilius White takes over as Hermes in Hagestown at the Walter Kerr Theater. I thought you were going to be Hermes. Yeah. No, I, I was going to be Herpes. Oh. Or, as the French would say, Herpes. Oh. Like Simples. Do it. We. So congratulations to our friend Lilius White. Jeff Harner, he's real busy. He's directing Josephine Sanges or Sangus at uh, in her cabaret show at the Lori Beachman Theater and playing now only through the middle of September. You really have only one more week now to catch on Broadway uh, Dear Evan Hansen. And then it's gone and Chris John Knoll is in it. Playing now, it says through September 24th. I'm sure it's going on way past that. Um, Saturday nights, 5.30 at Birdland, Eric Comstock and Barbara Fasano. Go get tickets at birdlandjazz.com. And then, um, Irene Sankoff and David Hine's wonderful musical, Come From Away, that is playing only through the beginning of October. You have one more month to catch Come From Away at the Schoenfeld Theater. And then, now playing, I'm going to pre-announce, well, no, it's not a pre-announcement, for a limited run. Off-Broadway, Hal Linden, our friend Hal Linden, and Bernie Capel of, um, you know, of Get Smart and The Love yeah, Boat. Sure, sure. They're in a show called Two Jews Talking. Barring some kind of special problematic event, Bernie Capel and our friend Hal Linden will be in the neighborhood next week Whoa. talking to Rabbi Saul Solomon being three Jews talking. And you may have your new desk. I mean, yeah. that just Well, the problem is, I'm going to be, Rabbi Saul is going to be taping this on Tuesday. So this could be, get really interesting. Uh, Between two and five? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, that's good. We made it. We yeah, did we it. Did okay. It. Yeah, okay. So, yay. Well, barring eventualities, you know, these are two old 
Pat Linden, I think, is 91. Bernie Capel is, I think, 89 or something like that. But God willing, they will be with us in the neighborhood on the next episode of Dave's Gone By. So go see them in their show. It's called Two Jews Talking. You can see Off-Broadway. I forgot to note the theater that I can see. Oh, they could Google. Yeah, you can Google. Mm -hmm. By the way, on Broadway, in Funny Girl, Tova Felchu taking over for Jane wow. Lynch. And the reviews have been spectacular. Oh, really? Leah Michelle is in there. Really? Toba got great reviews. Leah wow. Michelle's got, it's like apparently a whole new show. So now, that's great. I bet you the people who bought tickets way ahead are very happy. Yeah, yeah. It's at the August Wilson Theater. So, so you know, Felchu got as great reviews as Leah Michelle did. That's so go crazy, see it. Yeah. Go see them both. Mm -hmm. Um... Aladdin on Broadway has music, of course, by Alan Menken. That's at the New Amsterdam Theater. Menken also wrote the music for Little Shop of Horrors, which is off-Broadway featuring our friend Stuart Zagnett. That is at the West Side Theater. Jim Caruso's cast party every Monday night at Birdland. StageBuddy.com is funny. I know. Wow. This is... It's like... They're trumpeting the greatness of StageBuddy.com which is a website founded and run by our friend Evan Semelo. And finally, Dr. Demento doing new old airplane. I guess it's a low flight path. Wow. Yeah. Um, Dr. Demento shows at drdemento.com. Going to shout out to Bob Cudmore, who does podcasts about upstate New York history at bobcudmore.com. And finally, and last but certainly not least, still ref, um, wishing a big big Rafua Shlema to our friend Mary Shen Barnage who's been getting over God knows what kind of thing it's taking months um, but improving all the time so a big shout out with love to the wonderful Mary Shen Barnage and those my friends are the friends of the neighborhood. So what a lovely show that we put together, it's huh? Insane. We had. So, what do you mean? What's insane? I'm glad Leslie. I texted her and she joined in. Yeah. We booked your desk. You had a lovely guest. You had Leslie won the quiz. That, Leslie won the quiz. That's not insane. That has happened I, before. I, I don't think I was hallucinating, but I did see Robert Fiancas like chat and then delete it, or maybe he thought he was chatting me privately. I, you have to ch reach I'll out check. To I'll check. Sometimes yeah, those things I... disappear. Those messages are yes, there, and then they're gone. I saw that. I mean, maybe we I... saw a deer. Did the deer go away? He went around. Yeah, back I think he's sleeping behind the shed. A lot of butterflies. So a beautiful, happy, delightful maybe episode. Maybe should just end there and not hear fun. <laughs> well, here's the deal, folks. You know, I I was debating middle of the week. I'm like, I've got you know, so much to do with school, and I've got to prepare mm -hmm. this and slides and PowerPoint and you know and grade all these papers. I can't. I can't. I don't want to do the show. And I talk myself hoarse because I do three hours three times a week and then an extra three hours on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I can't. I can't. And then it pulls me back you in. You could not. I love doing this so much. The energy that it brings in me and the joy and hearing your comments mm -hmm. and people give me thumbs up if and writing to me. Them, I can't do, I'm going to try Facebook yeah. on my phone. I've been trying, but I, But remember that I you can to write to me. Dave's gone by at AOL. Dot com is the way to do that. Dave's gone by at AOL.com. Check my Twitter feed, Radio Dave 2. Uh, Rabbi Saul Solomon, by the way, he has his own website, ShalomDammit.com, and his own Twitter feed, at Rabbi Saul Solomon, at I Rabbi Saul Check us all out, please. And do check out my other website, DaveLefkowitz.org. This is not for the show. This is just my writings, the, the many, many reviews that I've written over the years, 
the interviews I've done with people, the plays I've written, the songs I've written, we're compiling, you know, when I have a free moment to breathe, I'll, I'll get back to it, but just all this stuff, literally more than a thousand pieces of writing at davelefkowitz.org and searchable, of course, and in different sections. Check it out. Please do. Well, speaking of writings, I have one more item <laughs> to share. What town is it? I forgot. Ooh, ooh. Well, I, first of all, I apologize for last week. Okay, last week, well, I should apologize for all of these, these Colorado limericks of the damned. But I didn't think that I had done this old limerick before. Oh, you repeated it? And then one? I checked again, and I repeated it. It That's was Marino. Okay. And, it might be good. Maybe, you know, bring it, you know, yeah. redo it. So my, my fault entirely. This time, I think this is a new one, one that I haven't done on this program. It's a Colorado limerick of the damned. Choice and I lived in Colorado for a bunch of years, and I got into my crazy head to write a poem about as many places in Colorado as I could. And since these are limericks, they're generally rude, vile, disgusting, horrible, evil, and sick, mm-hmm. and twisted, and reprehensible. Mm. And I have a new one. It's from Swink, Colorado. Swink. Colorado, our Colorado limerick of the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am. A limerick is a comic verse of five lines in which lines one, two, and five would end with words that rhyme. And likewise, verses three and four also end with words that rhyme. So this is a limerick. Oh, Colorado, Rado, Rado, indeed. Rocky Mountain High we get with our Colorado Limerick of the Damned. And yes, there is a town in Otero County in southeast Colorado called Swink. It's got a population of about 600, 700 people. Wow. So not tiny, tiny. Did you know it's part of Colorado's Bustang Network? So it's more commutable than when we're, oh, wow. we were living. Okay. Now, there's actually this guy, George Washington Swink. <laughs> was a retailer and cattleman in Bent County, Colorado. Mm-hmm. He also later became later became a mayor and senator. Mm-hmm. He soon brought up bought up thousands of acres of land and began selling cantaloupes and watermelons and alfalfa. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is not a joke. George Washington Swink invented the cantaloupe crate. Oh nice. Instead they used to use barrels and happily got to rotten keep and, it and yeah. Like roll. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. He also started Watermelon Day in oh, like Rocky Ford, day. Colorado. Like but Watermelon Very Day. Suspicious. Yeah, I heard it was the pits, but you never know. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So the folks in Swink, Colorado, chose to name their town after him. And you can still buy. You can buy a two-bedroom house in Swink now for a little over 200 k Nice. So nice little, nice little town in Colorado. Yeah. This is not a nice little poem. So uh, take the kids out of the room. Ladies and gentlemen, our Colorado Limerick of the Damned for mm-hmm. Swink. Oh, no, this is big. This has to be big. Oh. Swink, Colorado. <clears throat> there is a young lady in Swink oh, no. whose pussy is Damn perfectly it. pink. But if you get closer, you best hold your nose, sir, because boy, does it give off a stink. The poor people of Swink. <laughs> Yes, this is going to be on the motto. This is going to be on their flag. Boy, does it give off a stink. I'm not talking about the town. I know. I'm just know, talking about one, one, one woman there. That's you know? worse because there's 600 people. It looks good, but it tastes terrible. <laughs> Let's face it. Um, move on. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank Please you. send your comments and complaints to davesgoneby.com, davesgoneby.com. Also, you can message me on our Facebook page, which we can read, but then they disappear. But also try and message me there or, or post on there. I'm going to go see if I can see it. If you know people who might like this show, will anyone ever like this? Please tell them. Tell them about Dave's Gone By. Tell them about davesgoneby.com where they can watch older episodes or join us every Saturday from 9 until noon or thereabouts for a new episode of the program. I'm going to try keeping them going. It's going to be tough as the semester goes on and I might need just a little bit of a I mean, I used to do this. Years ago, when I was teaching at another university, one, one year I did it when I was teaching five classes and, and still came on the radio every weekend, but it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm trying. I'm older, but we'll keep it going. And I'm certainly, certainly going to be here next week, God willing, because we'll have a program featuring me, Rabbi Saul Solomon, David Sheward, Leslie Hoban Blake, and our guests, Friend of the neighborhood, Hal Linden. He was on a few years ago. If you want to catch our interview with him back then, you but can in the archives. From Lombard, but Cynthia says congratulations. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you so much. Um, and also, our hopefully our new friend of the neighborhood, Bernie Capel, from you know Siegfried and Get Smart and 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 Doc on Love Boat, Bernie friggin' Capel. Finger, I, I promoted already too much. I'm sure they're going to drop out last minute or God forbid have a health thing. Please, 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 please. We're pre-taping, so let it work out okay. And next week on the 864th episode of Dave's Gone By, oh, what fun we will have. Until then, I want to thank my darling and adorable, wonderful wife, Joyce, for her help and love and her support for, for all of you know, my life, plus this show. And thank you to all of you for watching, for your messages, for checking us out on archive.com, uh, davesgoneby.com, davelefkowitz.org, bloggy bloggy blues. Time to end the show. It's a quarter after 12. Time to leave the neighborhood in the hands of Dick Sean. No, the, the, so you have to roll back two hours to get that joke. Um, and gone by. Days gone by, days gone by, days gone by, days gone by, and maybe next week we'll see the deer. <laughs>